What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Hit the wrong button. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Yeah, so I can focus on my career. Shout out to the coach gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. We made it to Friday in the building. Call I am a lambs in the building. We made it to Friday. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. This is my hot chocolate for the morning, cycling off of caffeine for the week. I'll be back on next week. But anyway, you in here with the Roots Lady. This is the King of Content, the King of Content, the Speaker of Truth, the King of Kings, yours truly, the notorious one, CG8, Coach Alini, the Prognosticator, Coach Adamas. We in here back in here with a great episode today. And for my bi monthly episode about what if I want to have kids, Coach? What if I want to have kids? What if I want to pass on my legacy? What if I want to pass on my legacy? We're going to give you the information about having children. And of course, I have children myself. I love those children. I love them with all my heart. But we're going to hear what normies think about um, having children. And we're going to give it to you with the information that we know because it is our job to, to teach what you know to those who do not know. That's what our job is, to teach what we know to those who do not know. Now, a lot of people operate in the function of ignorance or they operate in the function of, well, it worked for them. It should work for me. And we also say, hey, it didn't work for me. So it may work for you, but it may not. All right. And so if you did want to pass on a legacy, this is our information. This is our time to present to you the best way. And our man, Rusted Junk, wants to keep reminding you the absolute best way that you can pass on a legacy in 2023 is right here. A Subaru legacy. I know, but it's the easiest way to do it. So if you did want to pass on a legacy with your no will, have an ass, with your no estate planning, have an ass, with your no life insurance, have an ass, this is the best way to do it. A Subaru legacy. Shout out to our man, Rusted Junk. Noel wanted y'all to know Subaru legacy is the best way to pass on a legacy, and it is the only way at this particular point. Anyway, he said the NPC car. Oh, man, what a trip today, man. We got a great show today. We got a great show today. Let me go ahead and roll. Do I, I probably need to put viewer discretion as advised here because there's going to be some content that is going to be very, very difficult for people to digest. It is not out of the spirit of hate. It is, it's in the spirit of knowledge. So we got to pass this information on for people because people are truly ignorant. You're ignorant to the fact, and that's Flavor Flav used to say, you're blind to the fact. People are people are blind to the fact, and that's okay. Uh, you just haven't been educated, and we at least give you an attempt to look at things in a, in a way that you might not have researched on your own. Many of us have been put in predicaments where we just didn't know. We had a lack of knowledge. We had an ignorance of law, and it was until we got involved with the law, we realized what the laws were. They had no problem saying, hey, do you realize that this is what a marital contract is? But it was already too late. We were going through a divorce, and they're like, this is what an equitable distribution of community property is. And we're like, what? What are you talking about here? All right. They then informed us that we had an equitable interest in our children. We didn't own them. I'm sorry, what? Yes, this is what we have to understand. So we're going to give you this information against all odds, against the algorithm, against being monetized, because we are the Milton of this ish over here. We're only teaching you the real. We're not teaching you hope. We're not teaching you cope. We're not teaching you to give up on life. We're not teaching you the hope strategy at all. We're to teach what you know to those who do not know.
That's right. That's what we do here. And we are the poor, righteous teacher. We are the 5% and we're trying to teach the deaf, dumb and blind. But sometimes the deaf, dumb and blind want to be crazy. All right. Look, man, let's get into today's show. Here are the topics. Selling box is always the good backup plan for the ladies, unfortunately. Ram. And that's you. Oh, boy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming out decades and decades ago to reveal that the, the, the movie industry and the television industry that she worked in had toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity. Toxic. Oh, boy. My brother, OCGM, original coach game member. Why does Pookie and Ray Ray not pay child support? Interesting question. Interesting question. We may answer that a little bit later. Um, somebody said, I see Mandy Rhodes. Yes, I did. I was looking for a little bit more detail information. But, yeah, she went to go sell that box. In this opportunity right now with the Jezebel spirit selling boxes, just much easier. You just go sell that box. Anyway, we're also talking about um, we have um, cold approaching in the gym, shooting your shot. We're going to play you a video of a guy who shot his damn shot and he won and he gave a lot of brothers hope and he had to pit. He had the players in the game. Guys got sick. That's how you shoot your shot. We're going to show you. Is it a good idea? And I'm going to use my history. Listen. A lot of guys has not worked in the gyms. I've worked in the gyms almost every day for damn near a decade and even more just working out. I've been in gyms. I've been in, dude, I've been in the gyms. People thought I lived in gyms. Like people would come in, they would do their workout. They would leave. They come back the next day. I'd be there. They'd be like, do you live here? That's how much I've been in gyms. So when I tell you about cold approaching and shooting your shot in the gym, I'm telling you from a perspective of somebody that people thought I had a damn bedroom in the gym. I was in the gym so many, so much. So with that being said, we're going to give you the real deal, not that old steel steel. We're going to give you the real deal about shooting your shot in the gym. Okay, and also an update on DJ Twitch, and then we'll get into the main event story, which is can you, can you, I'm passing, can you really pass on your legacy here in 2023? All right, without further ado, to contribute to today's show, Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams on the PayPal, which is pinned to the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle live chat. Also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And for all that know, you can view me on Facebook. Shout out to everybody viewing me on Facebook. I bet you the comments over there are crazy. And then also on Rumble. We are so simulcasting on Rumble. I made about 20, 22 cents over on Rumble. <laughs> all right. He said, that's some pippin. All right. What do we got here? All right, to get to the earlier contributors to today's show. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Anyway, shout out to everybody. Innovator Jay says, Coach, last night's stream was funny as hell when you told Henry not to check into no hotels. Man, I'll tell you, man. Henry Resilient, are you here? Oh, he's here. I just see him in the chat over there, the Notorious channel. Henry Resilient still here. You know, we don't want brothers to, uh, we don't want brothers to uh, check into hotels. You know, I, I, I think, you know, what's going on. This, new, 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 new world. Shout out to, there's a Hotep person that I follow. Shout out to Hotep Jesus, by the way. Um, the more we talk about mental health, the more people are going crazy. And I'm also saying that I want you to protect your soul, protect yourself against some of the information that the mass media new, is trying new, to push new, on new you. There's only so many times that you can hear about these things. I think they're trying to do suggest, suggestive programming. To get you to maybe think, oh, if this person deleted themselves, I might as well delete myself too. Hey, he was happy. He was worth $5 million and he checked out. 
And what they're doing is they're trying to suggest that, hey, this might be a solution for you. You know, they didn't get you enough hiding yourself in the house for two years. They didn't get yourself enough giving your ass the pokey poke. And this is all editorial comments. This is not information. I'm not a journalist. They didn't get you. But now they're trying to suggest in your mind all the time. You know, this is why I tell you, you have to protect yourself. I even protect myself with the type of content that I present to you because it's very heavy stuff. So on a daily basis, sometimes there's stories people suggest to me about somebody deleted another person or there'll be like somebody self-deleted or somebody uh, fighting or some things like that. I try not to even share many of those stories because I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to be the one pushing that story and I'm not going to be the one e e always consumed with it because it's not good. It's suggestive programming, in my opinion. In my opinion, they're continually to put this stuff in your head. And if you do have a thought, maybe, maybe I'll do it too. Well, then when you see a successful person do it, then you'd be like, well, might as well check on out. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you, don't do that, man. I tell you this whole mental health thing. I'm really, really, I, I hope people get the help that they need, but something is really, really off about it. I really feel, and maybe I can consult with some people from the industry before I really trash it. You know, there's some people in, that watch me, but I'm looking at it. and I'm like, the more we promote it, the more people are just going loony, loony tunes. New, 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 new world order. Everybody's leaning back. I saw a basketball athlete. Oh, I'm going to retire because, you know, just the sports industry is just too wild. Couldn't take it. I'm like, man, what the fuck? What? Listen, you do what you got to do. Ben Simmons sat out a whole damn two years talking about, well, you know. Meanwhile, he fornicating with everybody. See, that's the thing, man. I'll tell you, don't get me started. This is not even the subject of the show. Meanwhile, he's fornicating with everybody up under the sun, but he can't get on the basketball court. Anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? He beating clapping cheeks. He clapping everybody cheek from East Coast to West, from sun up to sundown, from West to the East. He clapping cheeks everywhere. But for some reason, I can't dribble a night. Oh, man. Anyway, so we got to figure this out, man, because y'all got to stay safe. Y'all got to stay safe. Anyway, what are we talking about here? A-G-T. Wait, A-J-T. A-J-T. Got a dental checkup yesterday, and they said, I'm doing good. Don't neglect the dentist, coach. Gang, free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, the dentist is. I can't deal with that. You know what I mean? You need to go get your teeth checked up for sure. Get your teeth clean. It's not that expensive either. If you don't even have dental benefits, it's not that expensive. Now, if you got great benefits, they'll have your ass in there every three months. Right. They'll have you in there every three months. So uh, if you don't have benefits, go on and get you, you know what I mean? Take a couple hundred dollars and go on and get your stuff fixed. <laughs> All right. Will Harrison, a.k.a. Rolos, Pantene Hair Weave, the morning coffee fund. Appreciate you. Yeah. He says, my, my dentist, they blowing up my phone. When you got good benefits, they will have you in that chair every three months. Mm, perhaps let's check something out. Open wide. All right. Anyway, KT King, men, a legacy is created through work that one does not by having kids. Kids are a responsibility, not an accomplishment. Give them the undertaker bill. Whoa. Indeed. I know a lot of people think, you know, a lot of people are going back. I mean, where I don't know. These, these are mythology where you're like, I'm going to pass my legacy on to. Like, and you ain't got two pieces of bread to slap baloney on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you got Nathan. 
<laughs> you should sit up there talking about my legacy. Oh, boy. Uh, Henry Resilient, having a legacy can bankrupt you via child support. Be careful. Indeed. And he also says this is not a self-deletion. There's not a self-deletion bone in my body. Okay, we we heard him say that. We have it here. Uh, Raul says men that make less than six figures have no legacy. <laughs> be the man that your kids would be proud of. Damn. We hurting feelings today. We don't mean to, but we got to be straight shooters. <laughs> he said shooters got to. We got to be straight shooters. We got to tell y'all. Yeah. Uh, in this time and day and age, and I said in the next five years, even 100K is going to be like for most people, for many people in many metropolitan areas, 100K is going to be like, hate to go on my Grant Cardone, but it's kind of going to be like, yeah, well, that's nice. 100K. You got no legacy. Warhammer in the building. I see there's a super chat, but there's no message. But anyway, anyway, we got, uh, he says, be protective of what you consume. Yeah. Yeah, inflation is going to go nuts on y'all, brothers. Y'all going to, you not going realize it. Now, inflation's coming down, but many times after inflation goes down, prices of things settle at what the new inflation number is or what it, what it inflated. Like the price of everything is not going to just start coming down. That's the bad thing about inflation. So they can bring the rate of inflation down. That just slows down the rate increases of prices of things. But then many corporate companies don't say, oh, okay, oh, let's go back to 2019 prices. Nope, <laughs> they're not going back to 2019 prices. They're like, okay, y'all was willing to buy a bag of chips for $202.50. That's the new price. That's, that's, that's where it's corrected to. So now you got to adjust to that. All right. Gas, gas is different because oil is a traded commodity. So it basically will fluctuate. But uh, chips and potato chips and chicken is not. So if your chicken is now $23 for the pack, it's going to be $23 for the pack. All right, the old prices will not come back. All right, so that's where the then your demand, your need for more money comes up. And this is why we keep telling you, go get more money. All right, we got Mr. J.H. Sebastian. He says, always, as always, keeping up the good work, coach, free agent lifestyle for life. Okay, we got a brother here, and it's, um, is it Nodiac? He says, a 15 second clip for you and i believe it's a song i was able to check it out but i didn't check out the song but i have it set up so i'm going to listen to it later on and we got we got many music people in here we appreciate all the music people right here okay shout out to uh uh tate we're going to call you monte he says i'm listening to your audiobook de-evolution and it's fire yeah man shout out to you thank you for listening to that all my books are available on audiobook just in case you can't read. Rusted Junk says you want a legacy. He says you want to pass on a legacy. Drive past a Subaru. He says drive past a Subaru. What? Dealer? I think that's dealer. Drive past a Subaru dealer. You want a legacy. Wow. J Flow. Uh, a home gym is a time saver. No excuses. Coach Gang. Yes, it is. A great time saver. If you can have a home gym, it might be worth the price of what you're paying per square foot. But uh, it's a major time saver. Shout out to John Claude. Is that John Claude Van Dam? He says, free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you for the hard work. Thank you for the co-sponsorship today, John Claude. We got your boy Scoop back in here, TGIF. You're as knowledgeable. You're as knowledgeable, I believe, as you are consistent. Thank you. And it's hard to keep putting all this content out for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy doing this ish. 
By the way, if you haven't seen on the Notorious CGA video uh, channel, I put out a video about me getting recognized, and I missed a whole bunch of stories. I was just going off the top of my head. But if you're interested in hearing stories of people recognizing me in public, um, be careful. You know, when you become a public figure, you get recognized. There's no, there's no plan. There's no book that tells you what happens when people start recognizing you and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, all right, how do we deal with it? Great video. Uh, Larry Leisure says, paying dues. He says, been clapping flatbacks and thick stallions. Hello, I need a horse sound. Mentally weak, but my nut game is strong. He says, also, I don't think people really understand how artists, athletes, and entertainers get down behind closed doors. They're nastier than the nasty boys. They are. They are. They're nastier than the nasty boys. A lot of people get appalled. I like when people get appalled and they be like, oh, my God, they had intercourse with each other. I'll be like, what? They be having orgies. Straight orgies. Nasty orgies. Parties. Eyes wide closed. Eyes wide shut. Please. You know what I mean? Celebrities and entertainers and whatnot and musicians, they be doing orgies. And you're like, I can't believe they cheating on each other. I'm like, oh, boy. Normies. <laughs> All right. Macaroni Tony, we got two. Macaroni Tony, if you, he says, if you didn't come for money and what this generational money is for your legacy, I think you said, if you don't come for money and what this generational money for your legacy, then understand your life, joy, and entertainment will be non-existent because you're saving and investing in it all for your kids and unborn grandkids. Interesting thing uh, about that concept. This will be kind of a blue chip mindset type of thing here. Last one on this one, and then we'll go to PayPal. We got a sponsorship. Shout out to you. I'm rich, What's up, coach? He says, uh, you don't need to read this super chat. Okay. <laughs> but let me see here. He's talking about, okay. All right. I don't know what happened there. All right. He was talking about what happened in the chat. He super chat something right there. Okay. All right. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you for being here. And I'll go over to PayPal and then we'll get on with the show. Daniel McGee says, sup, coach? Bread? <laughs> or wait, sup? Great bread? I don't know what that means. Sup? Great bread. Anyway, last night's show was a beast. I'm on the clock. I have leveraging options and the six sixes, so I'm good. No debt. My man is rich. I'm rich, man. He rich in here. Okay. We got PayPal, and thank you for these early contributions. And I want to get them done before I, oh, boy. Okay. All right. We got a lot of them over here. All right. So thank you for the PayPals. We have a brother over here, no government name. What about the hot, crazy matrix? Does it still apply to these times? Love and peace to the coach gang. Yes. We may go over that one day, the hot, crazy matrix. Uh, people are getting crazier and crazier. So it might apply a little bit crazier. I, it didn't even uh, acknowledge the monetized woman. Warren says, Coach, I'm 30, and I joined SA this weekend out of curiosity, and it's crazy the amount of junior college chicks that are out here looking for help with their college fees and tuition. And he says they that you normally think are innocent. Few hours in and had three flatbacks lined up. I also found that this older chick I met on another dating app four years ago that I had never thought would be there. She didn't remember me, but I remember her. And guess what? She needs help. She needs help now. And I got her scheduled. Also, it's crazy out here. These are guys, futures, wives. Give me the I got money. I got money. It's Man, I'm telling you. Announcement. 
Wait. Has been paid for by the New World Order. My man, uh, Daniel McGee says, I meant Greybeard, not Great Bread. Shout out to you. All right. Yeah. When you go to the dark side, when you go to the dark side, your rent's due, motherfucker. You're going to get a wake up call. A lot of the guys that you guys, a lot of these guys that are telling you approach these women, you don't know who you're approaching. Cool video says, uh, Jay Cool of you being recognized well out and about. I think you meant while out and about. That said, I know you will not be coming to Buffalo, New York. So unless I come to Vegas, the best I have here is a CGA lookalikes. Yep, I'm not going to be in Buffalo, New York at all. Actually forgot a few great stories here that I remember once I stopped recording. I was like, oh, I forgot that story. I had a brother bump into me. I was having dinner with my, uh, I think it was um, a birthday lunch with my mother. And then he recognized me and his girlfriend was like, oh, he watches you all the time. So it was interesting. A lot of people think that I have a lot of haters out here, but even the women have been very nice. Even the women, even the dudes that had girlfriends actually was with this flat back in Las Vegas in the casino. I was waiting for reservations. Me and her was chilling and a, a coach gang guy uh, came up, an older gentleman, and he had a girl with him. And he was like, coach, is that you? And I was sitting there with my long flat back, tall flat back sitting there. So and he was with a girl and she was nice and all that stuff. It's crazy. So shout out to everybody. The original coach game member, Jarrell Boston, says, I used to think kids was for me, but between seeing my friend's cousin paid thousands in child support, I spent four grand on an anthem, anthem processor as a free agent. So now, free agent lifestyle and my birthday trip to Istanbul and Romania. My man be on it out here. He got some people saying my wife watches you. Yeah, man, I'm getting to the point where, you know what I mean? The real, you know, the, the I don't get challenged by blue haired you know, the blue hair feminists and all that stuff. Anyway, last one. Ladies love cool. C says Alex Haley's roots is the main reason the men want a legacy. Ah, I see. And that Lion King shit, you know what I mean? Where you take your kid and you lift it up to the moon. You lift it up to the moon in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, take over my, you know, we're going to break all that down. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not making fun of you, but yeah, y'all be watching that television and entertainment and stuff. We're going to talk about who owns your children. Oh, boy, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to have to watch my damn neck. You know what I mean? After I tell y'all this, getting on with the show, I just want y'all to know, and just in case you guys have a slow Tuesday, it's Liddy around here on the internets. And of course, I don't know what we're doing promoting, but here y'all go, brothers. Um, if ever, if ever you wanted to fill up your airline seat, there's a lot of people out here of the fluffy variety oh, the that would love to next to them. Woo! Oh, the humanity. It's real out here in the field. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, boy. That's a thinking. She's a plump one, I see. Boy, I tell you, it'd be, you know, I know a lot of y'all brothers be like, hmm, I see there. I see what you did there. They grabbing a lotion right now. Squ squashy. They like, what's her at, coach? Here it is right here. Cellar box is always the backup plan. Uh, Mandy Rose, if you guys don't know, Mandy Rose of the World Wrestling Federation. And I will always call it the World Wrestling Federation. I don't care. <laughs> All right. She has been released from the World Wrestling Federation. 
I don't know, man. I have to call it the World Wrestling Federation. I'm just too big of a fan to call it WWE. But out of respect for the company, I guess I'll do it. Okay. Mandy Rose. Here it is. Assures fans racy pictures are still up after she got released from the World Wrestling Federation. Bro, I've been watching World Wrestling Federation since the 19, mid-1980s, brother, the early 80s. I got to call it the WWF. But anyway, this is Mandy Rose, y'all. This is Mandy Rose. Uh, what happened was, I think, I think she was a champion that one day. I mean, I think she was the champion for a hot minute. And they was pushing her. And they was like, you know, you're going to be something one day. And she was like, one day, I'm something now, bro. <laughs> she was like, I'm something now. And I'm going to show you how. So what she did was, what she did was, while being in the World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> the WWE is going to be mad at me, bro. They're going to be mad at me. But anyway, while in the WWE and wrestling around, she was like, I'm about to be old, make me some money. I got money. She was like, my rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She was like, I will not wait for your checks because I got way more value outside. And so she started what they say is an OnlyFans, but it's a different fan site. But she probably has an OnlyFans, too. And she started a different fan site, and she started probably making way more money on that site than she did in the World Wrestling Federation. So what she did was the World Wrestling Federation found out and they fired her. All right. They was like, nah, we're going to put you on release papers. But what she did was like, oh, well, that's cool and all. But my OnlyFans is still Liddy. And she probably makes triple. Triple H. She probably makes triple what she makes on OnlyFans than she does doing the World Wrestling Federation. So I'm going to tell you, bro. In this time, in this era. In this time, in this era, it's going to be difficult for you guys to keep women at bay. It's going to be difficult to turn them away and be like, nah, don't do that. You know, give up all that money and opportunity. And, of course, they're going to be delusional women that jump on there. They don't make it, right? They don't make it. Mandy Rose already had a name. Um, I wonder what she went by on her OnlyFans because I think Mandy Rose, she doesn't own the name. That's a name that probably the wrestling organization owns. So she probably has to now go by a different name. Okay. And so, but it's going to be hard. She had status. And so she monopolized it. She parlayed it, which to me is smart. But it's going to be a backup plan for many people. And this is just the world we live in. It's going to be difficult for you to be like, oh, y'all y'all women need to get married and cook and clean. They like, nah, forget all that. And even when they try to do something that is somewhat mainstream, like a career, she was like, I'm just going to be a wrestler. All right, that, that seems legit. And then all of a sudden, she realizes she has status, so she goes and makes some more money. And everybody's like, why don't you just be a wrestler? <laughs> She's like, it's always a good backup plan. So that's always going to be out there. I thought that was an interesting story. Another interesting story similar to that is on Twitter. Let's take you to that post. Here it is on Twitter. And apparently, there's, there's a young lady here that it does uh, stock trading. And I guess somebody pulled up her. Let me see if I can pull this up here. They pulled up her YouTube, and so this is a person, you know, I don't know if you remember a few years ago. This was just a few years ago where people would be like, I trade Forex. You know, I'm a crypto person. There would be a woman, a, a pretty woman, and she'd be like, I'm a life coach. I trade Forex. I, I have a crypto thing, and I'm sponsored by a crypto company, and I have a OnlyFans, right? It was popular for them to say that because the everything was going good, but then when everything goes bad, Subway's always hiring, as Kevin Samuel said, so. Now you got a situation, right, where this woman 
had a YouTube page and it was centered around the stock market. Obviously, the stock market is not doing very well. So they highlighted the fact that on her YouTube page, she eventually joined OnlyFans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when when it doesn't work, when being legitimate doesn't work in building your brand. And of course, she was getting a lot of views. It looks like it. Look at this video. The video at that top, she's getting 702,000 views six years ago. But obviously, shit has hit the fan. So she got it with herself a, a, a straight, uh, what do you call it, a straightening comb. She went and got herself a hair straightener and a little bit of different makeup and some pornography uh, makeup. And now all of a sudden, she out there saying, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Forget all that stock market trading bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bust it wide open and I'm going to make, I bet you she's making way more money doing that than she does on YouTube. It's not even close. So shout out to her, boy. I tell you, man, selling box is the new way, man. Selling box is the new way. Somebody says she a grifter. <laughs> she definitely is a grifter. Somebody says she dropped the link on her page. Strictly, oh, I don't know. Not on not dropping no links, man. I tell you, I, I think the OnlyFans market has to be somewhat congested and flooded. With the amount of people running over there, it has to be congested and flooded. Now, do me a favor. Do me a favor, hit the like button in the building. We got, especially on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, we got to get a little bit belly deli. This is reprehensible. I got 400 likes, all right? I got 400 likes, and I don't have, and I got way more viewers. I almost got three and four times the viewers than I have likes, and it would be simple. I would love for 600 people, more people to come in, and it would take probably 200 people liking the video. 600 people would enter the doors within about 20 minutes. So let's get belly deli until we get them likes up. And I'll go ahead and check what the Super Chats are doing. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly on shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it, I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola, come on, y equal x squared, maybe cubed on some day. It gets me that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl, y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it, I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Jeez. I mean, it is what it is. People got to do what they got to do out here, man. Man, it's tough. It's tough to keep a woman, you know, I mean, just off social media like that. Okay. All right. The dictator says, coach, I need some help. It's Paycheck Friday, and I need to know where the ATM is located. Do you know what I am saying? I do know what you're saying, and the ATM is located here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it, and put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. Boom. Boom. Money just comes right out. Boom. Just like that. Boy, I tell you, man, what a world to live in. And it's not like I'm just saying these things. These people are saying it on their own. JC says, Coach, is that tea in your cup? 
Or is there a barbecue in there? There's barbecue in there. All right, here we go. We got about 100 more likes to get. Go ahead and hit that button. Go ahead and hit that like button. All right, I, I think we're on Caitlin on the, on the PayPal. Caitlin says, what's up, Coach? Since we're approaching the end of 2022, I decided to come up with some awards for the RP situations that occurred this year, and the winners are the entanglement of the year, JT, TJ Holmes, and Amy Blackback. Thought of the year, Larsa Pimpin. Sip of the year, Will Smith or Emmy Yadoka. All right, this definitely been the year of the simp. So we definitely got some new competition in here, and it's reprehensible behavior. Hey, look who's back. Arturo says, why you off caffeine, truck driver, myself, so I drink lots of coffee. Um, If you study, well, caffeine's a drug. So um, if you study any uses of drug, you do want to come off. You do want to cycle just about any particular, um, uh, any. this is an upper. I, I don't know what it's classified as. I was going to say something, but I knew what I've been wrong, but it's an upper. So you want to not be consumed with it because the power of it, the power of it diminishes each time you use it, if you use it consistently, it's a stimulant. So it's a stimulant. So uh, if you take stimulants and you take it consistently, each time you use it, it's a, it's a, it's um it's less effective. And then you continue to have more drops and then you're going to need more of it to get to the original peak. So you want to come off of it, then back on it. All right. Anyway. If you do use it, if you use it at all, so you got to be careful. Shout out to Newski going 90% monk starting January 1st. Looking to stack 100K by January 2024. Women stressed me out this year and didn't replenish anything. I don't know if you guys know. Shout out to you. So he's going 90% monk mode. He's going to get crazy. He's going to stack 100K, which is highly possible. And for the most part, guys, when you're dealing with women, you mostly don't get anybody back. You don't get anything back. That's not how the transition transaction is. The only thing you might get at best is some arousal, pleasure. That's it. They don't give you energy, many, maybe some motivation. There's some women that can motivate you, but the motivation got to be really specific. I'll motivate you. I'll put my hand behind your back and up your sleeve and all that stuff. Like what? Last one, and I got to get back on the show here. Everybody peace keeps saying I missed the super chat. All right. Uh, I did skip a super chat. Mr. Michael Merriweather says Klaus. And now you're going to get me in trouble. Klaus Schwab says you'll own nothing and be happy, meaning we will not have anything to pass down to our uh, progeny. And this is true. Now I, I skipped it. And now you got me in trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, but this is true, too. We are living in a society where we very few people own anything and we're going to give you a little bit of reality i know people are like i own my house nope <laughs> all right but that's neither here nor there anyway but uh most people won't be economically uh, able to own anything anyway <laughs> all right randy is in the building he says uh to support my favorite african-american over here uh, look at my african-american over here look at him are you the greatest you know what I'm talking and about? And he says, Coach, in the stream with your sugar daddies, with the sugar daddies, you were talking about the fetishization of different types of women. And you are right. I have a major weakness for goth chicks. There you go. And they pick up on that vibe fast. Turns out she's a semi-pro dominatrix with five guys paying her to get, you know what, with a plastic 
you know what? We can't say all of that, but my white butt shuffled out there fast. You got out. Hey. You guys don't know, man. When you guys see, I listen, I'm on the dark side. When you guys see young, like a young, innocent golf chick, pale mascara eyeliner all the way out here, collar around her neck. All right. You'd be like, you see her at the Payless shoe store. <laughs> You be seeing her at the Payless shoe store. You're like, oh, look at that girl. I'm going to get her. Oh, my God. I bet you she ain't seen nothing. I bet you ain't seen nothing like that. I'm going to put it on her, fold her up like a love letter for the second grade. I'm going to bend her up, twist her up like a presser. I'm going to tie her up in a knot. I'm letting you guys know this girl is probably on several underground websites that you don't know about. <laughs> I'm just like. This Barley Gipper girl got fans, fan clubs. She done got linked. She done got flown in, dominatrix. She probably tie up old men that's shaped like Barney Rubble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do not think you about to put it. See, this is the thing. Y'all ego going out of control. I've seen this firsthand. Matter of fact, I have a junior college girl who has a roommate, little tiny Latina, little tiny Latina chick, young. She's in her early 20s. You would think this girl is innocent, bro. This girl, she's a she's a semi-pro dominatrix as well. And they have a website and all of that stuff. They could get picked up just like that. They got people, they be dookieing on people. I mean, you just don't know. It is way out of control. It's more control. They be getting flued out. You be like, look at this girl. I'm going to go up to her. She's going to be all innocent and nervous. And <laughs> you guys don't have a clue. Now, is it all of them? No, but don't be caught off guard. Do not be caught off guard if you find that out. This they do this, they do this for a reason. You like, okay, this person probably got daddy issues. She probably depressed and she probably don't know what's coming to her. She got to work at the payless shoe store. She don't know what's going on. That she just works over there as a cover. That's a cover for her or debaucherous activity. She got to work somewhere during the day. She probably worked there two to three days a, a week. Two to three days there a week. Same thing with Starbucks baristas. Same thing with Starbucks baristas. If you look up how much a Starbucks barista actually works, they work probably 14 hours a week. Go look at their schedule. About, about uh, 14 hours a week. All right, their schedule is like, they'll come in at 5 in the morning, leave the door 7.30. <laughs> you be like, I mean in the a.m. 5.30 a.m., they be off the clock, 8 a.m., gone you like, what kind of freaking job? <laughs> and you know what they do when they ain't working? When they ain't working at Starbucks, they doing some nefarious. They go to their class, their two junior college class, and they be off doing side hustling nefarious activities. You just don't know, man. I've seen it. 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 Stuff does not make sense until you make sense of it. But look, you find out on your own, gentlemen. Find out on your own. You guys don't realize it. Find out on your own. I don't want to keep telling you this stuff. And then you think, oh, you think, oh, this dude making up stuff. And a lot of them be reading Rainbow uh, as well. A lot of them be reading Rainbow, too. So then it it even heightens it like it even heightens it come because they kind of do some. Just look it up yourself anyway. <laughs> and I'm not prejudging them. That's what they do. Hey, that's what you do. You on the dark side. I'm on the dark side, too. I ain't I ain't a normie. Shout out to all the dark side people.
<laughs> anyway, he says, not my Starbucks Beckys. Mm -hmm. All right, Big Amy says, Coach, here's a small contribution for you. Having the tenacity of a pit bull do doing this on a daily basis. Shout out to the coach gang. Take me out. Oh, it's the weekend. Take me out. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Yes, indeed. All right, let's get back to the show. Wow. Now y'all going to be going to Starbucks looking at them a little crazy. And I'm not saying all of them, but yes. All right, don't be surprised. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, speaking of Starbucks, uh, baristas. Uh, let's go back to another situation that we're hearing all too often. And I find it weird that we always hear these things like way later on. They always come out with stuff like later on, years later, of stuff that they had to put up with, but they steady cash them checks. I'm rich, man. Here he goes. Uh, Sarah Miguel, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller, one of the most overrated people. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> one of the people that I was like, why is she famous again? All right. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Sarah Michelle Geller reveals extremely toxic male set early in her career oh boy like what so i could focus on my career why what's the point now apparently she was speaking at a national women's conference which is odd because i know that there's only a few national men's conferences and they're always being berated as some sort of misogynist conference all right but let's go ahead and hear what she got to say i mean there's always a victim always the victim she's been married Primer decline, neither. She's one of those that are neither. All right, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Mc Michelle Geller have been married for 20 years. I don't know why that's important. But nearly 20 years after the Buffy the Vampire Slayer aired its final episode, Sarah Michelle Geller is alluding to the fact that her experience on the show might not have been so bloody perfect. Quote, for so long, I was on the set that I think Wait, that I think was known. Wait a minute. I was uh, wait for so long. I was on a set that I think was known for being extremely toxic, a toxic male set. And so that was ingrained in my head that that was what all sets were like, she said, at the Rap Power Woman Summit in Los Angeles. Ladies, mm. ladies, what in the world is a Rap Power Woman Summit? Is there a Rap Power Male Summit? I mean, what is that? And why are there's always a woman summit? Nobody knows about this shit be floating on the radar. They be powwowing and meeting up. And then as soon as we be like, all right, we're going to have a summit over here. Oh, my God, you're, you need to include us. Well, it's only for men. That's misogyny. Meanwhile, this is crazy. Okay, so here it says right here, while she did not specify what set made her feel this way, with the past year, other uh, accusations of toxic work environments have come out about the Buffy set. Uh, that was uh, the creator was Joss, Joss Winden. I don't know who that is. Anyway, Geller talked about how she felt women were pitted against each other in an effort to keep them apart. Mm. Are you well, ladies? Y'all be having. Why does it? Why do they be blaming other people for when women? But like, uh, it sounds like to me, women fought each other. This is what she's. This is what it sounds like. Sounds like women were that were at each other's neck, and she's saying that the men created the environment. All right, this is some more. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's 
So she probably fell out with other women on the cast. And now she's saying, well, it was the toxic male environment that created this. You can't make this shit up. All right, here's the women on the set. I see a woman here, a brunette. She looks like a good little vixen here. You have Sarah McGill, overrated Geller, and then the redhead girl from the uh, the uh, the uh, show American Pie, I believe that's her. All right, the movie. What else does she have to say? Geller said, uh, oh, no, I already said that. He says right here, if women became friends, then we became too powerful. So you had to keep that down, she said. On the show, Geller was surrounded by several female castmates, including Allison Hannigan, and Charisma Carpenter. Okay. In February 2021, Carpenter said of Whedon, Joss had a history of being casually cruel. He had created a hostile and toxic work environment since his early career. I know because I experienced it firsthand repeatedly. In response to Carpenter's allegation, Geller shared a statement on her Instagram that read in part, while I am proud of to have my associated name associated with Buffy Summers, I don't want to be forever associated with the name Josh. J Josh, I keep saying Josh. Josh Whedon. I believe I'm saying that right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer ran from 1993 to two. Sorry, 1997 to 2003. My bad. I'm trying to figure out what the hell the point of this story is. At the summit, Geller was quick to debunk the narrative that she had once thought. That all sets were toxic. She says, now that I've had the opportunity to work with so many more women and men that support women as well, I realize how easy an experience it can be. But unfortunately, we still, we're still in that place where all of these departments that a lot of times need to be women for us to have a voice. So the department's need to be women for us to have a voice if what boy i tell you man they really don't want to work together do they they really just want to blame us like come on now she cashed all them checks I'm of course she's at the conference with a lot of women saying that the hollywood and the departments need to be women we need more women in for it to be this is this whole idea of there being a utopia Okay, it was so bad here, and I don't know what she experienced, but I can't say. I find it weird that they're coming out about it now since Charisma and Sarah Miguel, Michelle Geller are irrelevant. They realize that, that they didn't hit the wall, but now all of a sudden, it's a, it's a utopia idea to change. And no, if it was just women in there, how about we just get the toxic men out? You guys exposed them. Why does it have to just be women that run the departments now? So this is just more encroachment and this uh, um, um, utopian idea that if it was just women, it would be better. Trust me, it won't. It won't. It actually is probably going to get worse. You guys heard, saw that idea that um, women ran an all-woman corporation thinking it was going to get better, and there was so much backstabbing and infighting and two-faced behavior that the corporation imploded. Mm. There's evidence to show you that that just doesn't work, just eliminating men. And why is that dis not discrimination? Why is that not discrimination? Let's just hire people just on their gender. Or, I mean, that's going to be the liberals eating each other because once you say women can be hired, then it's going to be trans women come in and now you're going to have a problem. This is what happens when you have um, the idea that, oh, yeah, we can run everything and all of that stuff. Then you have transgender athletes running against you and then you want us to come help you. It's, it's actually uh, reprehensible what's happening in our culture and nobody's willing to call it out. They're scared to call it out.
let's get on with the next story here. Cold approaching, shooting your shot at the gym. Is this a good or a bad idea? Remember, I'm, I'm you're talking to a person that worked in gyms almost exclusively for 10 years straight, being there six days a week. I mean, I was there continuously, worked in the gyms. People thought I actually lived there. I was in the gym so much. And then, of course, I was into fitness myself. And even the years where I didn't work as a fitness trainer, I um, was in the fitness myself. So with that being said, a lot of people will tell you to shoot your shot in the gym. Being that someone that I've almost essentially lived in gyms, I'm going to tell you, that's one of the worst ideas ever. Now, should you never shoot your shot? Are you never going to have success in the gym? No, that's not true either, right? I've had success in the gyms mostly because of status. And this is why I tell you status trumps. Status is going to help you. If you're a Barney Rubble looking dude and you go to gyms, it's, you don't realize that gyms are have a heightened, whatever you, whatever you see in terms of hypergamy on the street, the gym is on steroids. It's on steroids. So whatever's going on in there, the alpha maleism in there is going nuts. It's hyper, hyperactive. And yeah, every now and then, if you just so think that you can just run up on that fit chick and oh, go ahead and get the numbers, go ahead. If you think she's showing you choosing examples, go ahead. Highly likely your ass go get kicked out of the gym before you get a phone number. Highly likely most men, highly likely most men, you'll get kicked out and lose your membership before you get a number. Just to let you know. Now, there's some guys that do very well. Like I said, I've picked up in gyms. Most of the time I picked up, most of the time the woman actually came up to me and eventually was like, hey, let's just get, let, let me get your number. I had several instances of that where I didn't even have to open my mouth. All right. I was just the guy status wise in the gym. It wasn't that I looked the best. It was that I was more ever present. And the people then eventually felt comfortable around me and it was just a layup. All right. But walking into a gym situation where you're a new dude in the gym and you see the girls there, you know nothing about the dynamics or what. Many of these girls run through Chad's and Pookie's and Tyrone's up in that gym. Many of the girls are there and they have boyfriends. She's just not with him. Many of the girls are lurking in there, especially at Equinox, trying to go into the bigger and the dudes that are lawyers that work out too. There's a whole bunch of dynamics that you run into when you go into a gym and you have, oh, I'm going to just go and pick up the hot girls. You just don't freaking know the dynamics of the gym. This is from a person telling you that worked in gyms. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. I've worked in gyms and I've seen the hot chicks. Some of the hot chicks I knew or I was at least cordial with. I've seen new dudes come in there thinking that they was just going to pull that run that game bullshit. And it was just a normal average Joe. And then they walked in there, knew nothing about the dynamics, knew nothing about the gyms have a culture. Gyms are like churches. Gyms are like churches. Meaning if you're the new person in the church and you're just kind of irrelevant and you just mix it into the back, you don't know the culture of the gym. You don't know everything. Gyms have cultures. People have been working out at the gyms for two, three, four, five years. Same thing. And so they need to know who you are before you go up and then run up on everybody's broad. You know what I mean? You can't just go up in there and think you now if you're the man. Yeah. But if you're just the regular Joe mixed in the background, looking like this chick looking at me, you about to get torn up. I've seen it. I've seen new dudes come in there and they be like, oh, let me look at this girl. And they'll even say something to me. They'll even say something to me. Oh, listen. And I'll be like, uh, 
because I know she either been ran through or I know she has her boyfriend. The boyfriend is just not here right now. You might want to lay off, <laughs> right? I'd be like, yeah, but uh, don't worry. And then he goes, proceeds to run over there, get his ass shot down. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like you should have fucking know. You should have known, bro. I know about that girl. I've seen that girl for two years. I've worked in gyms where I've been in those gyms two, three, five years. And then a new dude will come in and be all in all about abroad. And I'll be like, uh, you run, you don't want to mess with that. Oh, and then he runs over there, boom, clap down. And I'm like, <laughs> like you should shut up, bro. Don't, don't. I know about that girl. I know she's got a boyfriend or I know she lunatic. She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> so I'm not trying to hate on you, but I'm letting you know there's a culture in the gym, uh, especially if you go into a CrossFit gym. You go into a CrossFit or some of those gyms where it's like group exercise and they run them like the little uh, cattle mills. And you go in there. There's one called the 12 in California in Irvine. There's one called the 12. You go in there and you're just a newbie. You don't realize those people have a culture in there. They have a culture. They F with the coaches. I mean, there's some shit that goes on there. You just don't know the trainers, whatever it is, the, the clients. And then you run in there. I'm going to show you game. And I'll be like, oh, man, God, these people are already psychopaths. They're already in a cult. <laughs> Like, it's already a cult. It's already a semi-cult. It's almost like a religious experience these people have running there. And here you go on your first week. Oh, shit. Like, oh, man. Hey, man, lay off. Lay off just a little bit. Learn the culture. Learn the terminology. Learn what's up. Just And not only that, there's a, there's a soap opera going on in there. There's a soap opera going on in there. Like, those guys that run those clubs, they're fornicating with 12 women. 12. Like the guy that runs the gyms, like if you want to be ever, if you want to get peace leave, own a gym. If you want to get peace leave, you either be the top trainer in the gym or own it. You will be clapping cheeks and you can be married. I mean, I do. I knew a dude that owned a gym, one of those cattle mill semi CrossFit type fitness gyms. He was clapping cheeks like crazy and was married. And I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened. But he was clapping the cheeks. And that dude is like a reverend. He's like a pastor. He's like the cult figure in that gym. What he says goes. And the women fall up in line. And so he'll have a 10 o'clock crew. He clapping two cheeks in there. He'll have the 12 o'clock class. He clapping two cheeks in there. He'll have the morning, early morning, 6 a.m. group. He clapping two cheeks in there. He got the evening group. That guy, oh, he clapping two cheeks. And then here your ass come. I'm going to run game in here, son. I'll be like, trust me, I listen. If you're listening to a dating coach telling you this, this is what you got to understand. What, what's happening in the world in terms of uh, a, a hierarchical, hierarchical structure? I think I got that right. In terms of the structure of the hierarchy in the regular world, when you go in a gym, it's on steroids. It's similar to the nightclub. This is why I did a video a long time ago. One of my first videos was gyms are turning into the nightclub. That was in 2018, early 2018. I said, gyms are the new nightclub. Now I hear people saying it now, and I'd be like, oh, y'all on uh, elementary shit. Hierarchical. But you go in, and then you just don't know. It's on steroids. 
and they have cult figures. They have legends. They have the top dude. Like if a girl, if a girl's new in there, she's going to come in and she's going to figure out the hierarchy fast because that's what they do. She's going to know where it's kind of like they know where the alpha is. She's going to sniff. She's going to sniff. Who's the man up in here? And there's going to be the man in that gym. The man will be in there. Now, she's going to be like, oh, how do I get around the man? Here your dumb ass come. She's going to figure out who the hell are you. Now, guys, you can catch every now and then. I, I would say if you're going to cold approach, cold approach on the street before you cold approach in the gym. If you want to do it, I'd rather you do it on the street. I'd rather you go outside at Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom's. You'd have a better chance out there than to walk into a gym. <laughs> you'd have a better freaking chance because the hierarchical structure is too damn high. Now, let me show you. Uh, oh, let's talk about this. Not only that, let's say you got a gym membership there and you do pick up a girl and it goes left. Right. I picked up girls and it went left and it got funny. And then either she or he had to leave the gym. Right. You, you're going to get in that situation because they're going to feel like that's my domain. I've been there longer than you. You're going to be like, well, I want to work out here. Then y'all at this shit. They're going to be like, y'all, one of y'all got to go. And it's probably going to be you. You don't want to ruin your home. Your gym home is your home. Your gym home is your place. That's your sanctuary. Now you're going to bring your game bullshit in there. And then your sanctuary is going to be ruined. And I'm going to tell you right now. Do not talk to the girl at the front fucking desk. <laughs> the little hottie in the front desk. Do not run game on her. I know the dating coaches are going nuts. Just leave it alone, bro. Just leave it alone. Don't don't even try, bro. I mean, I don't know why. Leave her the fuck alone. The little hottie checking you in, beeping you in. Just, just keep on going. Y'all think she just somebody. Oh, man, nobody even noticed her. You know how many people walk in? You know how many people know her? You know how many people she slobbed in the parking lot? You know the gym owner smashing that? You know the gym owner? That's the gym owner's neighbor's daughter. Leave her alone. Because you're going to mess yourself up, not with her. You're going to mess yourself up with the people who run the gym. The person who runs the gym is going to come. You think that person is going to cape for that girl 10 times hard because that girl probably the gym owner, the gym manager knew that girl or at least the gym manager might want to clap that girl's cheek. The hierarchy guys want to clap that girl's cheek. The hierarchy girls already probably clapped them. Guys already probably clapped them. And the person who gave her that job, which she makes like minimum, minimum wage and works 20 hours a week. The person who gave her that job has known that girl since she was a minor. And now this is her first job. Yeah, that's like, let me give you an equivalent. Let me give you an equivalent. That's like going into an executive office and hitting on the secretary. You can't be, you can't be, more stupid as a new employee to hit on the executive secretary. <laughs> I know game guys are pissed, but I'm telling y'all what's up. I'm just telling y'all percentages. You're a dumbass if you hit on the executive secretary. Why? She knows where all the dead bodies are. She knows where all, she has access, cell phone access to all the executives, the senior, the junior, and all of them. 
She knows everything up and down about everybody in the corporation. But your dumbass going to go in there and run game on her because you think she's just a normie, a lemming. That person runs the whole damn building. That person knows everything. That person, when the CEO and the executives go drive the conferences or fly to conferences, she goes with them. And her boyfriend. And she sneaks off the suck on the damn senior executives. Are you dumb? That's the same as the front desk girl. Do not hit on the front desk girl. Just walk past her. Just acknowledge her. Think, oh, she's sweet. Try to sneak up. <laughs> Try to... Wait a minute. Try to smell her perfume. Something. Look at her. <laughs> but man, that girl knows too much. And she has all access to your information. You're going to be quick to get your ass tossed from that gym if you go up there and progress on her, bro. She got access to everybody and your information. Leave her ass alone. Trust me, I worked in gyms. I've seen them. I heard it. I've seen dudes run game on the front desk, girl, and he'll walk out, and they can continue to tear your ass up as soon as you leave. I've seen it too much. You asking for problems. <laughs> Let us have a little bit of hope. Look, I don't teach the hope strategy. That's what you guys got to know. I'm telling you to tread lightly. Do not think, oh, man, everybody, look, here's what you think. Yeah, the gym gossip, the gym gossip. Here's what you think. You think everybody passed by this girl and just missed a shot. You think everybody who's everybody walked past this girl checking in and they just didn't have no game. But here you come. Listening to your, listening to your latest dating coaches. Ah, you know what I mean? 100% of the shots missed. Another percent of the shots you can't take missed the shot. I'm telling you, dudes. Never mess with the executive secretary. Never mess with even front desk people. Front desk people. I think people who hire front desk people, bank tellers, I, I've, I've got hit on by bank tellers and I got peace leave. I wait for them to hit on me. You know what I mean? I wait for them to hit on me as opposed to me because this is why. Those people are like, they're treated like, they're treated like, I guess, uh, especially with, with when they're women, they're treated like they, there's an infrastructure in which the they protect those people very much. They know they're getting over on them by paying them very little. They're paying them very little. So these people treat them. Oh, you know. So they'll come to their rescue real quick. You walk into a bank and you be like, oh, the bank teller thick. She looking at your damn screen and how broke you are. You about to run game on her. What you don't see behind you. And the dudes in the office that you barely see and barely acknowledge when you run walk in the bank, they run the bank. They run the bank and they're watching your dumb ass hit on her like the previous other dudes do. Just leave it alone. The one time I the one time I got with a bank teller. <laughs> the one time I baby got with a bank teller. I walked in and I used to go in. And this little she, this one day, this girl, I come in about a bunch of times. And by the way, who goes into a bank? But um, this is when you could go into a bank all the time. I go in. The girl's giving me choosing signals. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the time to strike. You know what I mean? I'll go in and see if I could get to her. You know, she waving me over. Oh, come over here. I'll help you. That was her. She was about 20. I want to say 2020. No, no, like 2021 years old. I'm 20, 
four at the time, 25. So I'm waiting on her. I'm like, oh, I think, I think, I think. But I'm not going to go in there. She can see my damn screen. So check this out. One day I go in there, she's not there. One day I go in there, this she's not there. But another girl's there. And she was like, oh, come on over here, Mr. Adams. I'll help you out. She's check, She's doing my all my accounting. And she says, you know, Angela, I think Angie or Angela was her name. You know, Angela wants to get your number. So she put in a word for Angela because Angela obviously had told her, hey, I want him. So I go up in there. Angela wants to get your number. Boom. Close deal. And it's it was clap cheeks from there on out. It was clap cheeks. It was it was a closed deal by then. That's how, and it was that it, it was that easy. So here's the thing. Then I clapped her cheeks. I clapped her cheeks to death. The friend did the closing and that was it. So there are times where the coat, the choosing signals are there. You could do it. You might get a W. <laughs> Open it shut case. Referral program, a hot referral. Hot referral. Remember, we keep telling you cold approach, cold call. You want warm leads, hot referrals. Hot referral, it was on fire. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it. But with that being said, that's how it was. I've been in the gyms where I was walking out or I was near and I had an older woman. She was in her 40s. I was in my 30s at the time. And she walked up to me. She was like, hey, let me get the number. Boom, close, clap cheeks. I mean, sometimes that happens in the gym. But they choose. They do more of the choosing. Now, for you, on the other hand, for you, on the other hand, doing this on a routinely basis without you knowing the culture of the gym is going to get your ass in trouble. It's going to get your ass in trouble if you don't know the culture of the gym. Now, let's just say you've been in that gym for two years, three years, four years. You know the women that came in and out. You know the status and the hierarchy. You're somewhat on the top of the food chain. Then you're going to have layups. You're going to have layups because you know the culture. Most of the time, the people will do most of the work for you before you even get there. She'll be looking at you as you're the man. Layups. That's how I would say where the cold approach would go. But if you're the newbie, you don't know shit, I would say just back off. All right. So anyway, let me show you this. This is going to be an example. And we have other examples of this going left. But check this out. This is a young woman. And I want you to take a look at the young woman. I don't want to demean her, but she's out of shape. Okay, she is out of shape. Oh, wait a minute. Where is it? She's not in shape, but she's going to go in there. And most women don't know what the hell they're doing in the gym. Some women do. I would say 90% of them don't. They're going to go in there and get hurt. So it's almost laughable that they need to be in these particular settings because they don't know what they're doing. They're nowhere near trained to do this, but that's neither here nor there. That's just me talking as a professional. Most of them, they can do what they're doing in a in an open, empty room. But here's a girl that is on the uh, the the hack squat leg press, if you will. Okay. Okay. Sorry. When the fit, when the fittest man in the gym corrects your form, what did you know? What do you know about what she just said? That I acknowledge. What did what did she say that I acknowledged earlier about gyms? 
and I'm on a little bit of a delay. She chose him. She said he was the what? He was the fittest man in the room. He was the man. He was the top dog. Remember, I tell you, he was that alpha. And she already recognized it. If not that day, she recognized that way long ago. Long time ago. It was established that he was the doc, the, the guy. So she says the fittest man in the room. That could be subjective. But as you can see, she is not the fittest woman in the room. She's not the fittest woman in the room, which means she even believes she has a chance in this hierarchy. And she will give them cheeks up. And you will find out that if you're not in that hierarchy, it's going to be a little more difficult because she already recognized the hierarchy. But you are somewhere in the middle and you're going to have to run game. The guy who's the top dog runs no game. Zero. This is another example of it, of where status trumps game. She already recognized the hierarchy. Now, let me continue. Look at that smile. Look at this. Now, when you approach women, I just want you to know, when you approach women in the gym, for the people that be telling you to run game, do they look like that? Nope. Do they look like that? She don't even know what this dude is about to say. All he did is walked up and smiled at her. Do they look like that when you're running game? And this is what I'm telling you about gyms. If they don't look like that, keep your ass going. March on on. March off. <laughs> they should look like that. Now, when I was in the gym and the trainer was well-known and people knew who I was, I established who they were, I could walk up to women like this. And most of the time, they'd be like, huh? You know, they'll be like, what? Oh, okay. They wouldn't be like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, oh, you need anything? Oh, am I doing something wrong? They would always be like, well, uh, they would get insecure because they knew who I was in the gym. In this situation, look at her face, bro. <laughs> if she ain't looking like this, you might want to just tuck your game in for a minute. And anyway, he says, and that's anywhere, not just the gym. But yes, especially in the gym, the hierarchy is just too big. Anyway, let's continue. Now, pause. Look at her shape right here. And I don't want to criticize her. Look at her shape. And this dude is the fittest gym. And I don't know if he's the fittest guy. He's definitely very tall. He's an older guy. He's an older guy. And she assumed a submissive position. He's standing over her. And she's eyebrow raised looking up at him. <laughs> he's like, yo. She's at attention. She's ready to be chosen, and that's all she did. Here we go. It's a layup. Here we go. Oh, listen to some of the conversation. We'll go in. She's going to then drop hints as to what she wants. Let's go ahead and continue. All right, hold on for a second. <sighs> he asked her, why did you take it all the way down to stop it? I don't know if you guys know the gym is very sexual place. So for people to say it's not sexual, it's very sexual. You're sweating, you're panting, you're grunting, you're doing a lot of things. You're squatting, you're doing things, hip thrusting. It's very sexual. Everything you're doing is sexual. So for people to take the sexuality out of gym, it's ridiculous. Everything about it is the interaction of sex. Now, in this situation, oh, somebody said no sound. Oh, boy, I did y'all wrong. So that's good. So I can set that off. So he said the farting. 
Uh, thank you for reminding me there's no sound. Now, he asked her, why are you taking it all the way down? I just want to let you guys know. Why are you taking it all the way down? And she says, I will let you hear it again. Huh? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? He says, why did you take it all the way down to stop it? Why did you take it all the way down to stop it? She said, huh? And then she says, I know it's tough to hear. She says, because that's where it feels good. Now, watch where she places her hand. I know you guys you can't hear the sound. That's where it feels good. Now, watch when she says that. Watch where she places her hand. I want you to watch it again. This is a layup. Why you take it all the way down to, to stop it? Huh? Why you take it all the way down to where it stops? Because that's where it feels good. Because that's where it feels good. Here's a guy. That's somebody's daughter, bro. I hate to tell you, every woman's somebody's daughter. I hate to tell you, Every woman's somebody's daughter. That's how they got here. And I don't care what you think. There are girls of all ages choosing on whoever the hell they want to choose when they go in the gym. So sit your ass up and have some barbecue. It's barbecue in there. But guess where she pointed? And guess what she said? Because that's where it's feel good. Let's continue. Okay, teach me. <sighs> Now, this might be a skit at this point. But did you hear that? Did you hear that? I'll tell you again. And yes, she has a very feminine voice. He said, it's not about it feeling good. Now, did you hear what she said after that? Listen. Because that's where it feels good. Okay, teach me. She said, okay. She said, okay, teach me. Guys, if you're cold approaching and it doesn't sound like this, walk your ass on. <laughs> okay, teach me and look at the body language. Check this shit out and look at him. He's swelling up in his pants. And he, boy, this girl is good, by the way. She good. She said, that's where it feels good. Okay, teach me. She says, I'm ready to love you forever and look at her she made herself available she pulled her breasts back she pulled her she pulled her her shoulders back to reveal her breasts these are all things that animals in nature do she's revealing her body she's smiling she's at she's at ease at this point it's a layup i've seen this happen bro why you take it all the way down to to stop it Huh? Why you take it all the way down to where it stops? Because that's where it feels good. Because it ain't about feeling good. Okay, teach me. Teach me. Oh! Mm. Bro on bricks. She said, teach me, and said, teach me again, and threw her leg up. She presented. Thank you, him. She's presenting. Remember when I told you we're just animals in the world? We operate on instinct. This is all instinct. There's no logic here. We're operating on instinct, animal instinct. She said, teach me, and threw her leg up the second time, just so you knew, and just so she said, just in case you missed it, teach me, threw the leg in the air. Because that's where it feels good. Okay, teach me. Teach me. And, woo! 
bro on brick right now. She wide open. Now, if you, this is my lesson to gentlemen now, if you pass this up, you're a dumbass. You got to go ahead and go ahead and close at this point. You got to go ahead and close. I know you might say, but she fat and all that stuff and all that stuff. At this point, this is not a cold approach. At this point, this has nothing to do with it. This is a wide open layup. Just go ahead and get in there. All right. All right. Somebody said, where's those shoes? Most people that do, uh, you will find out that people that work in squat racks want a flatter surface as opposed to the surface provided by shoes. It's less than flat. So people will work out in squats and do hack squats without shoes. All right. So uh, let's continue with this woman. This is interesting. Anyway. The muscle engaged. Okay. So where should I stop? As close as you can to getting it there. Right there that's it. <laughs> So you see, I, you see, the muscle never disengages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She need to get that head back. All right. She need to get that head back aligned with the spine just a little bit. When you tuck that chin and do your clincher xiphoid process, that's an easy way to pass out. But that's just a little technical advice. When you when you operate like that, you you close your xiphoid process, and that's how you pass out. Anytime you see people do exercises, especially legs and squats. When they tuck their chin to their chest like that, um, that's how Elvis died. By the way, the xiphoid process was restricted. Uh, not the xiphoid process, but the, uh, the. Am I getting that right? There's another process there. Not the xiphoid. There's something else uh, in your neck and your esophagus. It closes up, and you don't get to breathe. You don't get to breathe. Your breathing is restricted. You want to keep your neck and your head aligned with your spine, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, let's continue. He dropping that neck. How many did I do? One more, uh, a couple more. Good. He wants to breathe out. It's not exhaling. Yes, there's no exhaling there. But anyway, you need to expire. See, yes, you won't pass out. I didn't want to go for another one. Oh, hold on. Let me go again. Hold up. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. I didn't want to go for another one. How do you know I did not want to go for another one? Now, this guy ain't running shit. He tried to help her out. He came over there. He went to go save her. How did you know I didn't want to go? Bruh, she good and she's smiling. She got her feminine voice. Y'all approach women and they purely masculine. What the hell you want in here? <laughs> she's her fantasy come true. So this is it. Yeah, this is it. I didn't want to go for another one. Oh, you did? Come on. That's a way to tell somebody to change it up. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, guys, let me tell you, man. Look, I'm just going to know. <laughs> he said, how did you know I didn't want to drop that neck? So, guys, I'm going to tell you, that that's what you want to see. And many times, if you're a nobody, you haven't established who you are, it's going to be difficult for you. Then you're going to have to handle objections, waste time, potentially embarrass yourself, potentially put yourself at risk. You don't know the situation. She could have a boyfriend. You, She's without him that day. She could be on the prowl for the top status guy, and here you come interrupting it. And yes, do women come to you choosing you? Yes. But what we have to also understand, she just wants attention from you. So she might not want anything. She just wants you to maybe recognize her and wanted to see if you just wanted them thirsty ninjas. And then you do. Yeah, that brother's starving. So <laughs> this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion on this one. And I, again, this is just a professional opinion. 
I know the dating coaches are like, nah, you just got to approach anybody. And no, no, not in that environment. No, not in that environment. It's got to be strategic. And you got to realize you're putting other things at risk, like your membership, the people, how they treat you in the night, uh, in the clubs, in the gym. If your gym is Planet Fitness, maybe throw it away. But why do that? That's your sanctuary. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. Let's get to these super chats. Now, I would say that's an easy layup. <laughs> okay, we got um, Big Amy. Did I get you? I did get Big Amy. DB says, Belly Deli sounds like a place where I wouldn't eat. Right on that belly. All right, JC says, Coach, your speech tempo is highly underrated. It allows me to catch up on a 1.7 speed when I take a break to read or watch later. Shout out to you. Yeah, you the victory. Appreciate you, man. What are we doing here? Can I do the victory sound? I don't even know where it is, but I'll give it to you. Thank you, brother. Uh, Mike Love says, man, coach, tripping. He says, let me go shoot my shot and pay for her Jamba Juice fruit smoothie at the protein <laughs> drink bar. He says, my dumb butt cold approach out here, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to the coach gang. Hey, best of luck. You know what I mean? I, I say it can work, and it's a numbers game for sure. But there's some other things that are in play that people don't talk about in cold approach. Or they'll just tell you, oh, man, don't worry about all that. Just, 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 just. Trust me, when a woman goes in the gym, she's very intentional about what's going on. She's not just flying dumb. So you got to have, to me, that one must be a strategic way to operate. Do not go willy-nilly in the gym. That's just my opinion. I've worked in gyms. I've seen dudes go willy-nilly, and they got their ass thumped, embarrassed, right? And, and quickly, too, quickly embarrassed because it's not like normal situations. Most of the time, they got on headphones. Oh, let me tell you this other story. Let me tell you this other story about this young girl that was in the gym, and uh, it was a young girl that i known and was aware of, and um. She was like this, like very fit. And I knew her family. So I, that's how much I've been in that gym. I knew her and I knew who her mother and father were. So I, I knew the entire dynamic. So check this out. Um, she's on the floor stretching. She was very fit, um, almost racially ambiguous, but looked Asian. I couldn't really tell what she was. Asian and white. I couldn't really tell. Very fit. Like she, she's a girl that'd be like, let's go for a jog. I think she played soccer. And you could not keep up. She was an athlete. Anyway, I'm on the stretch mat, stretching my client. And she's on the stretch mat, stretching herself. But she's looking at her phone like this. A dude comes over. And um, he comes over in a position at the water fountain to look at her. And as her leg is up, you know, you can see between her legs. She was wearing short shorts. So her legs are up. She can see between her legs. Now, I'm on the other side where I can see her screen. So I'm stretching my client. I can see her screen. She's got her leg up stretching, but her phone's here. She's literally recording the guy. She's recording him and taking pictures of him while he's looking between her legs. That's how fast she switched the screen. And I was sitting there like, oh, Lord, Jesus. But the guy went over there to try to strategically go over there so he can look look there you know what i mean and it's like one of those dudes that like it's like one of those things i'm like guys women inherently know how to catch your ass slipping same thing with the mirrors 
Same thing with the mirrors. The girl's acting like she don't see you. She can see your ass coming a mile away in the mirror. But your dumb ass don't see it coming. Even as she passes you, girl, this is how heightened they are about attention. They're never knowing you there. So I was saying it's a little bit difficult because they're already many times with headphones on, right? They already hear. And so when you go up to them, they're going to already acknowledge if you're disrupting them, huh? What? 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 what, what? I can't hear you, mother sucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? They already just be like, what? What do you want to say? Partially taking off their headphone. You already wasted time. Just march your monkey ass on. Girl, I just want to tell you, take your headphones off so I can talk to you. Man, just keep your ass marching. You dumbass, like you listening to your damn dating coaches, man. Just keep on walking. As soon as you do that, what? 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 <laughs> but you want to keep your ego in check. It's a numbers game out there. Huh? What? 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 Not only that, they be recording themselves and you don't even see the phone. Right? The phone is over here. You're like, oh, that's my chance. You finally put down your 10-pound dumbbells. And you walk over there. <laughs> and then she's going to catch your whole interaction on video. But you so dumb, you don't see it. Because the phone is over there. Here she is recording herself. And here your monkey ass come. You about to be on TikTok. So you better run some crazy ass game. Because your ass about to be caught in 4K. <laughs> with your baggy ass Michael Jordan shorts on you're about to be caught in 4k and your ass about to be on TikTok tomorrow and she got the evidence you better this is why I tell you when you go into the gym and the hierarchy the way shit works not only are you going to be caught on that camera you're caught in the gym cameras too so if she doesn't like your shit in your game she's going to go report you to the gym staff if your shit come off whack She's just going to report you to the gym stat, staff and your shit going to be flagged. All right. I'm just telling you far off scenarios, but I've seen it happen. I see that happen. You got your head on, head, head, headband on. No, nah, man. My thing is leave they ass alone in there. Unless she comes up to you, drops all the signals and all that. Anyway, my man, uh, what is it? Is it Ziav or Zlav? The brainwash, he says, the brainwashing me and other men have gotten from P PUAs through the years is just damaging. Thank you, coach, for calling them out. Running game has gotten nothing but wasted time and energy. Wasted. Now, again, could you have gotten some? In many cases, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. But for them to ruin you and tell you not, nah, just, 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 to me, is just despicable because there's other things, there's other things that could happen as a result of it going wrong. And it happens all the time. Like you lose favor in the gym. The girls start calling you a creep. Guys, uh, if a girl calls you a creep, that shit going to spread fast. Trust me, I've heard the female trainers and the clients, oh, there goes that one guy, he a creep. You don't want that shit. And guess what? When they call you a creep, they never tell you you're a creep. They never tell you. They just huddle up to the side. Here come that creepy dude. And then here you come. And then they be all up in your face. Oh, hi. Walking past you and then giggling and laughing at you. <laughs> and you think you putting some Mac down. You be like, in a matter of time, I'm going to break her down. I'm like, they already got your ass on the radar. <laughs> you wasted your time. 
You're wasting your time. So I'm, I'm waking dudes up. He says, dudes don't know all the other factors. He says, coaches tell her the truth. I have known and seen this stuff. It is horrible when it goes wrong. It's horrible when it goes wrong. And the PUA and the dating coach doesn't have to live with the after effects. So if you want to pick up in gyms, my suggestion is you go 50 miles away to your home from your home gym, go to another gym 50 miles away, and if that shit don't work, come back to back, back to your home gym to work out. But do not do it in your home gym. Do not do it in the gym in your apartment. Do not do it. Do it at a gym that you ain't never going to be in again and you just happen to try to throw some shit out there. It didn't work. You ain't never going to be back there. All right. And the guy that's going to disagree with me, I'm going to say, okay, pull up your fitness profile. The dude's going to be buff, swole, obviously maybe tall or attractive or handsome and have status. And then I'm going to say, well, that obviously doesn't apply to you. You're already probably in a higher hierarchy in many gyms. So, yeah, you would do fine there, but most people, no, they would not. And I'm telling you just from experience. Coach Jan Jan, he says, they broke. I work as a personal trainer at a box gym. Most of them don't know how to manage their money so uh, so much. So they go to collections. You're talking about who's broke. The women are broke. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, that's not that goes without question. They are broken there. But many of the gym dudes are in there broke, too. Blue Baggins says, never once did I shoot my shot in the gym unless they make it clear that they wanted me to clap them cheeks. And even then, I'm hesitant, even though I'm always one of, if not the most fit dudes in the gym. So that is true, too. Just because they do shoot their shot uh, doesn't mean you have to go in there. All right, so once you are in the hierarchy, you're the top dude. You're one of the top dudes. Why even waste your time? You're like, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. Jerry E says classic choosing signals. She displayed all of them. She displayed all of them. All right. Um, Demon Deacon OG Pretty Thug. Sorry to correct you, CGA. You are not on the dark side. You are on the real side. He says, missing my godfather's message, KS. Don't go out like that, coach. Uh-oh, don't put that on me, man. Don't put that on me, man. We just going to be on that. We don't want none of that. We want that evil laugh. Thank you for that sponsorship, by the way. All right. Nest Egg is in the building, I believe. He says, more than the 10 fingers, I'm not going to lie. All right. Han Solo says, Filthy boys in the house. Shout out to the nasty boys. Oh, that's nasty. Shout out to Rudy in the building. Thank you for the support with no message. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. Take this money. Thank you for your consistency. I watched your show this morning about the church and I loved it. All right. Loud Pocket says, thank you, Coach Graybeard in the building. Hey, in the building. Take a drink every time I say in the building. Okay. We're going to go over to Venmo, then PayPal, because y'all need some love. And then I think we got two more stories to get here. And this is a podcast. Go in and relax. Travis says, I saw this girl from the gym with her boyfriend. And I told and I told you about on the street again by herself. She was staring hard. So I went and introduced myself. Now I see her boyfriend looking at me funny in the gym. He says, if you like a gym, don't shit where you eat. That, dude, I didn't even think of that scenario. But that's true, too. So um, sometimes, and I was watching the episode of, you know, some Dateline shit. Sometimes gym girls do that where they'll choose and they'll flirt and they'll do all of that shit. And they got a boyfriend and dumbass dudes be like, oh, I'm a getter. 
Well, don't get a girl like that at the gym. <laughs> okay. That is a that is a classic scenario where somebody gonna get hit in the head with a dumbbell. Don't do that. Don't do that. I know. Now, if the girl wants to be like, I'm choosing on you, and she just made the boyfriend jealous, switch gyms, man. Forget all that shit. Don't do that. Because now you're going to ruin. Now the dude's coming after you in the gym. He's mad dogging you. He's throwing shade. You sniggling. She's sniggling. And what she's doing is just pissing her boyfriend off. You, on the other hand, you might not get it, and you're getting this whole thing. Yo, bitch chose me, all of that. But, dude. Do not do that in your gym. Leave that shit at home, bruh. Especially if you can't throw them hands. Especially if you ain't on it. Dudes a kill for your dudes a kill for their girl. Young dudes, young dudes over 26 will kill for their girl. You asking, and they're not gonna wait until you standing up ready to squab. I'm gonna wait till this dude's ready and let him know. He's gonna wait until you trying to press two and a quarter. Over your head, and you're vulnerable. He's gonna wait until that cable, that cable and the damn lap pull down is just like this. You doing that lap pull down, and all of a sudden that cable right around your neck, and he gonna cut right around your shit. He ain't gonna wait for you to be like, "Hey, man, I see you've been talking to my girl." Nah, man. And not only that, you don't know a lot of these dudes. They be in a triad. They be waiting for your ass in a parking lot with three gym uh, simps. You ever see that clip on the uh, <laughs> on Rush Hour where he tap you on the shoulder and then you get up to him? And he like, man, what you tell me? Look, man, I'm going to tear your ass up. And then there's three dudes behind you like stand up. I wish I could show it. I got a copyright for that last time. And then he tell the dudes like, he like, no, I got his ass. And then you jump and then all of a sudden they jump on you. Dude, I'm telling you, there's better ways to get women. And these dating coaches and these people be trying to tell you all these scenarios. So now they're going to say, my scenarios are extreme. Okay, but I can show you videos of dudes scrapping in the gym. You don't want to scrap in the gym because, you know, you're trying to get your position, but there's a, there's a rack back here. You know what I mean? You're going to trip. And all of a sudden, you're going to be getting your brains beat out of you. Guys, I've seen it in the gym. I've seen dudes go squab in the gym. You don't want, to, you don't want these scenarios. Yeah, the Ricky Tan scene. The Ricky Tan. They go Ricky Tan on you. <laughs> you get up, be like, oh, look at your little ass. I'm about to beat your ass. And then all of a sudden. I, I'm just telling you, man. And But the, the dating coach will tell you the scene. Oh, don't worry about that. But then they're not with you when you about to get tore your ass up. You know, forget it. There's too much gym politics. There's too much. Um, there's too much heightened masculinity and alphaism and false alphaism and there's too much going on man and and, and guys there's gonna be a dating coach there's gonna be a dating coach that disagrees with me and ain't seen hide nor hair of no gym in at least 20 years i want you to recognize that shit too i'm calling it out right now there gotta be one dating coach that disagrees with me and you know he ain't seen a gym in 20 years <laughs> right, let's get let's get over it. Let's stop. I'm trying to make enemies anyway. All right, anyway. He ain't seen a push-up unless it was a Victoria's Secret push-up, bro. He ain't seen shit in the gym. 
I'm like, show me one picture. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of insecure men in the gym, too. So anyway, let me, yeah, that too. The gym is not the way to, it is not the way to, to mess around. Don't mess around in there. It's just like nightclubs. If you don't know the same, don't you know nightclub dudes? It's the same thing. There's a, there's a culture in there. You're new. You rolling up with your cup. Dude, there's people that be at that nightclub every week. There's people that have been there going there for years. There's the girls that have been going there. There's dudes that invite the girls. In, and then you going in there with no knowledge, no nothing. And you going in there disrupting shit and bothering people that you really don't know the scenarios. The bartenders will let you know. The bouncer's been there working there for five years. The bartender been there for eight years. And here you come knowing not a damn thing. And you run up there. My dating coach said, I'm going to just go do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, man, God damn. Like, you don't know nothing, bro. You don't know nothing. Chill. There's regulars in there. There's people that in there, they got a culture. And you come in there like, I'm about to show. You about to leave with a bottle cracked over your head. You about to leave with your tail tucked between your legs. You better understand culture first. And I guarantee you, once you understand the culture, it'll be layup city. But guys are too impatient. You want it now. It, he said they agree. Um, yeah, there's dude dealing in there. There's the drug dealer dude. There's the game banker dude. There's the shoot him up dude. There's the dude that just want to fight. And he came up to the club just so he want to fight. There's a dude in the gym that show up and he can't wait to fight somebody. You better know who the dude is that just want to fight. And you want him on your side so when the fight break out that he don't deck you. You got to know culture. You got to know culture. Culture is everything. And then once you know the culture and you're ingrained in the culture or you can decide not to be a part of the culture, once you know the culture, it's, it's layup city. Um. Anyway. Uh, Macaroni Tony, I remember getting a pale girl's number from the gym, even though she had a boyfriend. He says, only to find out that they were on the dark side and had a fetish for black people. She only wanted me if he could watch and pleasure her himself in the corner. <laughs> yeah. That, mm. Yeah. It, it, it beats like that sometimes. It beats like that sometimes. Yeah. Get your ego out of it. That's crazy. <laughs> but it happens too. That happens too, man. Okay, we got a, quite a few here on PayPal, so I got to catch up with these brothers. Let's see. Greaseman Texas got a couple. <laughs> and if you want to do it, go on and do it. Greaseman Texas MMA female fighter Chris Cyborg has an OnlyFans page now. Uh, say, uh, saw Google search images of a few pictures and not bad after glammed up, but she still has the face of Craig Mack. Think I'll pass, but the best face down ass up. All right, yeah, if you like muscular chicks. I kind of remember who she is. I remember to be a rather tough looking broad. So I don't know if I can, you know, everybody's horny enough to, I suppose. He says, everything you said about the gym is correct. I always analyze who everyone is before I decide to hit on them. He says, here's another hard red pill to swallow. The cute, innocent looking girl, quiet chicas that barely speak English, that clean the gym, sell peace leave. Wow. Mm. Mm. Mm mm. That too. And then you want to find out if these people have OnlyFans and you never know who sells who sells um GHB, HGH, who sells um who sells what they call gear. You guys better know the culture, man. Jay Cool says, Coach, 
you have encouraged me to just have fun at the gym and be cool around people. Besides just seeing all those booty shorts without swiveling my head and just moving on is quite nice. Nonetheless, at five foot seven inches and no real status at the gym, I just try to gain confidence from working out and enjoy being around people and talking with them. Yep. I think that's the spirit because eventually then you'll find yourself with women wanting to be like, oh, you've been cool the whole time, <laughs> right? You've been cool the whole time. But if you walk in there like, I own this mother sucker, you're going to fight a dude before you uh, screw a chick. You're going to fight a dude before you screw a chick. And you better win. <laughs> you better win, bro. All right. If you walk into any gym without knowing the culture and you walk in there and say, I own this shit, can't nobody mess with me, no dude got more pull than I got, if you walk in there like that, you will be fighting someone before you screw a chick. That's not what gym people do. Yeah, you're going to get kicked out. You don't do that in nobody's gym. Not as no newbie, you better come in there cool as a cucumber when you walk up in that damn thing. Because you don't know who nobody is. You don't know who people roll with. You don't know nothing. I'm telling you this as a person that's been in gym. Do not do that. I don't care if you swole. I don't care if you Donkey Kong or King Kong. I don't care who you think you are. Chill the hell out. When you go into your damn, when you go into another person's gym. <laughs> All right. You are not that good or you ain't that good looking and you ain't that swole. Because there's a dude in there that can throw hands and he ain't got no swole on him. I seen this dude. I seen this guy. I told you about the boxing class I went in. <laughs> I told you about this boxing class I went in. I walked in. It was a, a UFC boxing club. I went in there. I was like, let me, let me try this club. So I go in there. I walk up, park my car. I walk up. There's a dude looking like Shaggy smoking cigarettes outside. He had a white T-shirt on. White dude. Tattoos. This is Huntington. This is Costa Mesa, Huntington Beach. So anybody knows what I'm talking about. He out there skinny. He look like Shaggy. Goatee, scraggly. He look homeless. <laughs> we going in. We wrapping up. We wrapping our hands. We putting on gloves. Chicks coming in with titty implants and sports bras and booty shorts. Fat chicks coming in there. Everybody coming in there. We ready to go. You know what I mean? We tapping it. We tapping it. We like, who the teacher? <laughs> who the teacher ready for this class in walks the dude smoking cigarettes outside scooby-doo shaggy shaggy walks in he like all right you know he he looking like he got the haircut like eminem or a slick back is shaved around the side and his hair slick back on the top i'm like this dude about to show us how to fight i was like this dude gonna be winded <laughs> he came in there and his hands was so fast that I was like, what the hell? This dude had all the technique. He was, <laughs> he was throwing the bass. He had all this shit. He was teaching the whole class. I was like, damn, he didn't get winded once. I had to go sit down. I had to go sit down. <laughs> My arms was tired. You know what I mean? If you ever want to humble yourself, do a boxing or a Muay Thai class. Now, I'm going to tell you, people go like, that don't mean he can fight. Everybody had his... He, he had everybody's respect. All the teachers, everybody in there. They respected him. I was like, dude, he would have been a dude. I would have like, let me kick this dude in this shin real quick. Give him a back elbow. That would have been the end. This dude was like, <laughs> he was throwing cross, cross, uppercut, uppercut. I was like, oh, shit. I would have never called it. 
I would have never called it. I would have like, damn, I would have never known this dude would have had <laughs> this dude would have had all that. He would just flick the cigarette. He was like, all right, class. So anyway, <laughs> you never know. Uh, taking I've taken martial art classes. I've taken Muay Thai classes. I've taken boxing classes. And my thing to tell you, I've gone to firearm ranges. The lesson I've learned is never underestimate anyone. Nobody. It, let, it, it has taught me to keep my mouth shut in scenarios where I probably would have opened my mouth. Never underestimate anyone. You will see a quiet, meek Asian guy on the road. You'd be like, look at this dude. You swipe, side swipe him. You get out of your car, blah, blah, blah. I've seen Asian come up in a firearm, in a in a gun, uh, a firearm range with so much arsenal. I am like, this dude's ready for war. <laughs> like, this dude ready for war. I'm sitting there with two, two handguns. I'm about to go in there ready to go put all my eyes and ears and go shoot, ping, ping. This dude came up, chin came up in the firearm studio with bags and cases. And this was a little Asian dude. He sat down. I was like, Lord, you a lunatic. <laughs> this dude has so much arsenal. I was like, is this legal? Is this legal? This dude, this is illegal to carry this much stuff around. And you would have bumped into him on the side of the road in traffic. You would have ran out there and got, you would have ran up and got done up. I was like, this is unbelievable. I was like, I ain't never talking shit to nobody outside. That taught me real quick. Y'all dudes out here with that run, running, running at the lip. You're going to get taught a lesson in these days today. Cause you don't know what nobody can do. You don't know what anybody could do. I was in this Muay Thai class and this dude was kicking tree barks outside for warm-ups he was kicking the tree bark and the tree was thick he came in giggling talking about i'm getting ready for class i was like i don't think muay thai is for me mm. <laughs> i was like i probably want to do do y'all have like a jazzercise class what the hell is this dude doing he, he dude there's people who are lunatics in here they want to they want to hurt somebody <laughs> I was like, this dude, this dude crazy, man. I was like, what is this shit, man? What is going on with the world? <laughs> anyway, there's lunatics out here and they, they look like normal people. What I will tell you is be humble as a man, be humble and know your limitations. If you think you got hands, fine. But there's people that grapple. There's people that cheat fight there's people that pull out the blinky there's dudes that'll just juke you juke, 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 juke. and you won't know you juke either because you'll go up and you'll be like man let me throw hands and this dude will have a hoodie on and he'll have long sleeves on and you'll be like man let me throw these hands let me get at him and then he just a swiping at you he just juking you up and you're like damn why he body blowing me man let me catch this dude and then he juke, juke, juke. why he body blowing me and then all of a sudden you get a warm feeling you be like damn i'm a little white-headed this dude just keep jabbing me by my kidneys. Then you look up. You see the secret of the ooze. And then you black out. And then it's all bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just like that. Just like that. Bye-bye.
you gone. Soon as you look up and you see that blood, bye bye. You go ahead and lay down. <laughs> and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He was not there to throw hands. He was there to juke you. <laughs> so I'm like, I do not throw. I'm, no, no. If somebody get wild on me, I'll be like, is this worth it? What do I have to prove? What do I have to prove? I'm not trying to be out here proving nothing. Dudes at the nightclubs will juke your ass. All right. And you think they trying to fight you. You trying to go for the neck. And they going for the damn middle section. <laughs> you better be chilling. I, or be the man. But I'm going to tell you, there's some people out here that just want to act up. They want to act up. Anyway, let me stop. Let's get to my man, Spike Spiegel. I come from three generations of praying mantises. I mentioned this in the super chat before. My granddad, father, and big brother. He says, went monk mode just to be safe. Thanks for the advice, ghost. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Somebody said apply pressure. Shout out to you, man. Hey, man, look, a lot of people don't understand the generations of divorce culture is uh, kids have recognized it and grew up in it. And as a result, they're no longer going for marriage and, and kids. Newski says the gym is a sexual place, but people call us creeps. Also, black women are hard to cold approach because they always have a mean look on them on their face. <laughs> Never say thank you for holding the door. So I can't do it with them. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing with black women is, I think, with them and their cold approach, their, their thing is that they're going to give you the third degree. As soon as you do, because they're broke. And so as you come on, they're like, who are you? When is it? Like all that shit. You got to be playful with them. And I, again, you have to be endearing and playful with them. Uh, some people also or aggressive. But if you come in tippy-toeing with black women, they're going to tear your ass up. You got to either be overly aggressive with them, but you got to do it and have be willing to lose something. So if you have nothing to lose and just totally, so you be like, bend on over and touch them toes. Get your ass up and get low, right? You got to do some shit like that. Girl, go ahead and bend over and touch them toes right now, like a mode one. That's the way to get over on black women. But some black women, you got to be at least endearing. And then your status got to be up. But as soon as they give you the bark, rah, 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 just get the hell up out of there. And not all black women are doing that, though. But anyway. Somebody says, Kaylin Ferguson says, what happened to men's only gyms? They don't exist. There's no such thing. Actually, there is one in Newport Beach. I don't know how long they're going to last, though, because it's a really old school gym. So they definitely have a segregated gym. Let me see here. Um. Kevin says the fact that dudes have not wait the the fact that dudes have to be told to not bang coworkers or pick up gym chicks is sad but needed. He says keep that lap pool on their necks. Nope, because guys are keep telling you y'all missing opportunities, and I'm like, dude, it's not just as simple as getting turned down. There's a whole bunch of other ish going on. Pete Rose, last one. I met my baby moms at the gym. Coach, biggest L of my life so far. Mm. Now that is. Dude, that, that brings up another point. Gym chicks are loonies. They're not all there, too. Some of them are um, some of them are narcissists, especially the ones that are in shape. And some of them breast stink. All right, I've messed around and hooked up with gym chicks or I knew personal trainer chicks. Some of the personal trainer chicks, dude, they're they looking for clients. They're not looking for Johnson. Personal trainer chicks are looking for clients. 
And then if they are fooling around with anybody, it's another personal trainer or the gym owner. That's just some, this is just game for y'all. Y'all more roll up on a personal trainer chick. She want clients. Uh, She's not looking at you for extra Johnson. Many of their clients, they kind of do sugaring, if you will. If they work at small gyms, they kind of sugar for them. Now, they don't might not do sex, but they'll go over and stretch their clients out at their house. They'll do, uh, you know, they'll, they'll they'll go on trips. The, the executive guys will take the trainer out with them and they'll work out. They'll do massage or some sort of stretching therapy with their clients. Stop. Stop. But you run it. I'm going to get her. Now, dude, you better be the dude. You better be the gorilla. You better be king, ding, ding, a ling, orangutan if you roll up on a personal trainer chick. But they freaks, yes. But I, many of the personal trainer chicks that I've hooked up with, I was a trainer in the gym. So it was just, it was me and them. And they they freaky. But they're narcissists. They're kind of weird. They're weirdos. They're riddles. You know what I mean? They, he says, why they breast stink? They be drinking that protein shake. And popping vitamins and shit. You know what I mean? They be eating vitamins, breast stink. Some of them got drug habits too, so watch out. Some of them have drug habits where they came from a drug drug habit and they'll go through. They're they're not they're not stable. This is just in general. They're not stable. Yeah, and they be eat, yeah, they they eating patterns are off. And then when you talk to them about eating and all of this stuff, oh my macros, they kind of be weird, me, weird measuring food and going to Whole Foods and the damn. You know, mother's food, they be chopping up vegetables Oh, and all this shit. That's always on their mind. Then you can fornicate with them crazy and, you know. <laughs> they kind of weirdos. They kind of weirdos like that. They look good, but I wouldn't date no fit chick because that's a whole different, that's a whole different management. You got a whole different management. And then they're going to be on Instagram. They're going to be doing fitness competitions. They're going to be doing cutting. They're mean, not cutting physical cutting. They're going to do cutting their nutrition. Let's say you're a guy that just is not worried about your nutrition, right? You'd be like, you'd be eating cheeseburgers and shit. Well, do not date a fit chick, right? <laughs> do not date a fit chick because you just going to, she going to look at you weird. Why are you eating that? All of a sudden, you a vegan. All of a sudden, you, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, do not do that. Do not do that. You know, you better get on get, get on your turkey ground beef. But they narcissists. Yeah, you're going to be eating leaf and turkey beef. That's what you're going to be eating, <laughs> turkey ground beef. So uh, chill out with the, with the fit chicks. I would say, if anything, just hook up with the fit chicks. Leave them alone. Don't date them. Don't marry them. Don't, don't, nah. Anyway, and they be, never mind. And they think they are, they're going to challenge you all the time. They're going to challenge you. They're going to want to wrestle, grapple, fight. They think they can beat you up. They think they can beat you up. I don't care how big you are. She thinks she can knock you out in her head. In her head, she thinks she can knock you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you want to have a baby with one, their hormones are all messed up. They probably, this is just a, this is just an observation. Go look it up yourself. Many of them don't have periods. Which is good, but if you want to be like, I'm on a date and have a family, they have to come off all of their supplements. They're going to have to change their entire diet if they're super fit because they don't have a regular cycle. And if they're doing any testosterone or they're doing any HGH, 
they're going to be strapping on on you. It's going that's what it's going to look like. I'm getting a little too specific, but it's going to look it's going to be meaty around the I know too much about this. I know too much. And if they're a model or something like that where they got to go into a fitness competition, you, you want to stay away from them unless you just have the time to manage them. Unless you have the time to manage them. I don't have the time to manage a person like that. So I stay away from them. So be careful with these people. I know they look good and you might have a fetish and all that stuff, but uh, that chick will put your ass in the headlock. Then she'll put you in the headlock and she'll want to squeeze your head. Like, she'll be like, I got you finally. And then you'll be like, okay, baby, all right. And she'll be like, no, no, wrenching that shit in. You're going to be like, damn, she want to practice for the WWE? Mm. <laughs> be careful. Let me go. Let me stop. What did we get on the gym chick? Sorry. DJ Twitch. An update. Apparently, allegedly, they have found a deletion note. And I'm going to just cover this because I already covered it. So I do want to come back and cover it. Allegedly, now the new information that we have is that they did find a self-deletion note. I can't tell you if I believe all this issue, but I will tell you, protect yourself with the modern, with the media reporting on these people taking their lives because eventually what, what's going to happen is you're going to think that this is a way out. And if you are suffering from some stuff and you have a mental disorder or mental health issue, you might see that a guy that is perfectly happy, fine, doing well in life and thriving would be willing to take himself. And you're going to be like, well, uh, I guess that's a way out too. I don't want you to believe that. So when you constantly see these words being put into the media where you see it says self-deletion right there, you guys want to try to avoid it, right? Don't go too deep. Don't go too deep in this. They're putting this in your head as a kind of a way uh, to say, hey, look, even this guy could do it, right? He looks normal, happy. He got a snowflake. He got a snowstorm in his house. He got money, talent, status, and even he's not happy. Look, I'm not happy. Be careful. Um, they don't say what's in the note, which is then it's a little bit sad. But they said now the story's kind of changing and diverting into he left an Uber. You know what I mean? Instead of he walked a half a mile away. He he uh, somehow took an Uber down there. It says right here, the 40-year-old father of three seemingly took an Uber from the home earlier when it originally, the original story, this is why you got to get details initially. The original story said he just left with it without his car. He's down the street at the Oak Tree Motel. Um, uh, uh, it says less than a mile, but you Uber and you went less than a mile. Okay, whatever. All right. To, from his $4 million Encino home. Okay. Um, it says that um, he also left a note, but they didn't allude. It. They didn't say what is in the note, but it vaguely alluded to old challenges he faced before his death. We don't know what that is. Could be a divorce, could be substance abuse, could be whatever. I don't know. And it says right here, he left a note in the L.A. motel where he set his phone to airplane mode to make sure concerned family members and friends could not find him, which is irrelevant. But I don't know. I'm not in his head. It made an ambiguous nod to past challenges, according to the outlet, which said it was uh, uh, unclear exactly to what he was referring to. Weird. Weird. Absolutely weird. It doesn't make sense. So I think, you know, people who do this probably would leave a little bit more evidence as to why he chose to do this. But that's neither here nor there. What I will tell you is, is at this point, they're saying no foul, no signs of foul play. Just a just completely sad story, guys. Just a completely sad story. Look, if you're struggling with your mental health, 
go seek some counseling. And as such, I'm going to put this banner here just so you can see real quick. Men are suffering. People don't care. They're just going to put them in the pine box and ask, not ask any questions. And uh, that's what they have for you in terms of a plan. I think there's better things for you out here than to do this for yourself. But if you do feel like you need to talk to somebody, you're not going to call this number. I'm not going to be on the other end, but this is a number right there, 800-273-TALK or crisis text line is 741-741. Um, this means they're not going to push further or investigate, which to me is a little bit sad. That that to me is like, you're not going to investigate more, uh, put the story together. You're just going to say what this is and not ask any questions to the grieving let them march off with the life insurance. Not ask why, you know, maybe he hinted that there was problem in the marriage. Can we investigate that? No, they're not going to. She's just going to walk off with the bag and then nobody's going to say, well, why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why did you, you know, if this was a woman, they were like, if she had any signs, why did you ask her to go get help? Why did you allow her to leave the house? Why did you allow her to get in that Uber? Or it says here that this was happened. They would hold his ass responsible, but her, they're not doing it anyway. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Let's get to the main event. Um, let's get to the main event. Let me see if I need to catch up. Let's see if I need to catch up on chats. If I'm too far behind. Okay, I am caught up on super chats, but let me check the cash apps and all that stuff. I don't want to get too far behind. Let brothers have their voice on this show. Matthew says, shaking my head, I got a, I got my rent due text earlier. Oh, of course you do, right? Your rent's due, motherfucker. And also, you, she needs Christmas gift. No government name for some coffee, coach. Thank you. In the building, also a no government name. What can we expect from CGA in 2023? I'm probably going to announce that. I'm trying to see what I want to do. If I want to keep up this pace, switch it up a bit. What am I going to do? Am I going to go five days a week still with two shows a day? I don't know. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I want to I want to enjoy some life myself. So I might go. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. But I want to get out in these streets. <laughs> I, also, I'm traveling. My traveling's going to open up significantly. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I will be streaming from location, locations to be named er, uh, later i will be on the road a lot so look forward to that i'm gonna have to bring my studio with me and we're going overseas okay we got uh where's my here we go why leaving a legacy is a complete myth in 2023 this is going to be hard information for you to process because it's going to feel weird you're going to feel like this is conspiracy theory this can't be true coach what are you talking about? Somebody's going to say, you don't know what you're talking about. But let's just talk about what the reality of the situations are. First reality is this. This is the what if I want to have kids argument. I never say to never have kids. You guys got to do whatever you want with your DNA. If you believe you're going to have the next Steph Curry, do not blame me for blocking your dream. Okay. <laughs> right. So people often ask, I tell you, kids are lovable liabilities. Kids are very expensive. Kids are fantastic when you bond with your kids and there's no interference from government and baby mamas. It is a wonderful experience. Many people are doing well and thriving that do have kids. I want to send them a shout out. 
Many people are thriving in a two-parent household and have kids, and they're struggling. DJ Twitch is an example. DJ Twitch had no way out. JDF had no way out. And they had kids and a whole wife. And it just wasn't working out. They checked out, allegedly. But here's a little bit of hard reality, and this is a reminder right here. If you want to have a legacy, depending on you who you are, just look at it. It is almost a rarity now. Most kids are in some sort of broken up home. Just 18% of American households are families with married parents. Just 18% of American households are families with parents. This is rather low. It was in the 40s, not only 40 years ago. It was 40% of American homes were families with married parents. Now it's 18% and dwindling. Not only that, U.S. married couples households with children fall to a record low. You're seeing it at a record low. It was 23 million um, households have nuclear families. It's the least since 1959. Now, what, what other households are there, you're asking? Well, there's co-parenting. There's single mothers. There's single fathers. There's rainbow. There's solo people. There's people living alone. There's people living with parents. There's a whole bunch of dynamics we're dealing with. So that's basically what's a reflection of our society and where it's going. It's not a guarantee that you're going to stay with their partner. As a matter of fact, there's many, many stories of people. Um, um, the kid is not even six months and they're already breaking up. This is what we call a break, uh, praying mantis. There's many marriages that do well up until the kids are school age and then it breaks up. Okay, now the kids got to live out a backpack for the rest of their school period, which is 12 to 13 years. It's actually sad and reprehensible what we do and prioritize in this country. So here it is. These are the people, this is your chances. This is what you're up against. Um, when it comes to race, when it comes to race, um, the, the minorities have a significant disadvantage as to having a legacy passed on, right? Blacks, obviously 80-something percent single mother households in many areas, 80%. I mean, you are basically working against the whole damn grain. Uh, Latinos, 50%. Whites are approaching 50%. Asians are at uh, 70%. I'm sorry, they're at 30, 20 to 30%, 20%. And I have a chart for that, but I've been showing it for so long, I lost it. But it is very, very difficult to do it. It's very difficult to do it, to keep this thing going because society rewards dysfunction. Not only that, if you do get involved in a split household and you have um, um, the government gets involved, which many people have the government get involved, it's highly unlikely as a man that you're going to build wealth and then support your kids as you see them partially. Many men's only experience with their kid is a partial experience. Okay, when you take the 18% of married with children household out, your experience with their children is partial. Then the government gets them and then the woman gets them, right? And so you only have a small percentage of influence on them, a small one. And then if you're paying child support, or you had a divorce and there's alimony and split up a community property, forget a legacy until those, you won't save a dime until those kids are 18. Then once you get off the government dole and was able to cover, if you're able to recover financially, then you can start saving. You're not saving nothing. The courts won't allow you to save anything. The government basically is going to keep you handcuffed. Even if you do get to a position where you make additional income, they can modify your support as a result of that. So you're not going to save money when your kids are minors. Okay. So 
This is what you're up against. Now, let me show you. You're not the only ones that are up against stuff like this. Let me show you. Even celebrities, even celebrities are dealing with this stuff. And um, I show you this just to say this is what they're up against. Matt Barnes had a situation where he picked a messy mother, got into a custody battle. Custody went back and forth for a quite, quite a long time. He said on Vlad TV that it cost him a million dollars for the judge to finally hear things out for him to get a temporary full custody order, which eventually went back to 50-50. It eventually went back to 50-50, but it cost him $1 million. You ain't got a million dollars. You know what I mean? You don't have a million dollars to even get to the point where you can put your baby mama in check. He said it cost him a million. Now you got Shaquille O'Neal that has said something similar to that. I can't play the whole interview, but he got to a point. Shaquille O'Neal himself got to the point where he was living in a big mansion, but because of the custody battle, he didn't have his kids there and he felt alone. Then it forced him to go back and have some sort of partial relationship with his children, right? And deal with the government. Now, here's the here's the real deal. Oh, Kanye West is another one, obviously. Um, <clears throat> a, a wealthy person that is um being separated from his kids. And he had plenty of videos of him playing, you know, saying that they're intentionally keeping the kids away. Right. And I say these things and there's a super legacy. I say these things to show you, look, um, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to explain thoroughly of what being a parent is. I'm going to tell you what it is. And this is going to be a lesson for many people. Um, and I have to tell you like this, you're going to think this is not real, but it's real. Um, when I talk about home ownership, many homeowners don't realize that they don't own their they don't own their home. But people will say I own a home and I say, well, you know, technically you don't own your home because you have a mortgage and the bank owns the home. And they can come and seize the property if you fail to make the payments as contracted. So they own the home in lieu of you finishing your payments. And also people that own that land, the get the municipality, the state, the, the city, they own the land that the home sits on. Thus, you have to pay taxes to that. Even if you pay off your home, if and when you pay off your home and you're scot-free, debt-free, you still have to pay taxes to that home. And even if you pay off the full value of the home and the interest, if you fail to pay the taxes, the municipality can seize your property. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, this is hard lesson for people. So people will say that's just technicality. If you fail to pay the homeowners association, they can put a lien on your property, preventing you from selling said property. So it doesn't matter how much you paid into it, meaning it doesn't matter if you finish paying the house off. If you were, it doesn't matter. The property can be seized. I say that to say. Your children are the exact same thing. I say that to say, this is the same thing you do with your children. Yes, you created the children. Yes, this woman that you created the children birthed the children. But the government owns the children or at best has an equitable interest in your children. In which they can seize your children if you do not live up to the standards that the government does 
put on those children. Let me give you an example. <laughs> Let me give you an example. This is why they call it a pay rentage. Shout out to Amin Osiris. For example, if you stop sending your kids to school and they are not being schooled, you are in violation of the government rule and the government can come seize your kid. If there's an incident of endangerment or somebody perceives that you're endangering your child, the government can come seize your children. If you send your kids to, yeah, they ain't ready for this. If you send your kids to a daycare and there happens to be a blemish on your kids, meaning a bruise, a birthmark, that institution has a obligation to report that to the government or to someone and then the government can come seize your child and you can come pick up your child and they can say, well, there was bruises on the child's back. We thought that the kid was being abused. Thus, we took your kid from you. Now, you're going to have to prove that's untrue. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for this? So with this being said, you are doing what we call an equitable interest, which means that all up until the kid is a minor, you have an obligation to do what you need to do with them, but the government can interfere. Sometimes the agent of the state or the agent of chaos can bring the government into you, meaning a divorce, a separation, a breakup. Then you have to adhere to what the government says is your parent rules, your guidelines in this equitable interest, meaning the, first, the government can take the custody away. The government can say, you have this custody. That is only, I don't know if you know, the only way they could do that is if they own or have an interest in your child. Why do they get to do this if they had no interest? They're there because they have an equitable interest. Now, let's say your kid becomes a knucklehead. They go to the other extension arm of the family court, which is a lot of people don't talk about this arm, which is the juvenile court, which simply is a step program once you break up, once you go domestic violence, once you go separation, divorce, praying mantis, child support. Juvenile court is another arm that essentially your kid's probably going to have an opportunity to get into a better opportunity than if they come from a two-parent household. You're going juvenile court, and now the court has jurisdiction over your child. This is all stuff that you volunteer for. And unfortunately, there's probably very little way for you to get out of this, especially if you were a normie. If you want to live a normie life, you're not getting out of this. If you want to go live where you're um, always thinking, forget about the name of the people. But if you want to live and not under the other obligation of the government and you want to live, give me the name for it. I keep forgetting the name. It always slips my mind. But um, if you want to go uh, and set, have your own rules, he said they lost coach. Yeah, y'all lost. Y'all don't even know. Not Amish. Not Amish. Um, not off the grid. Sovereign. Thank you. I cannot. I, I don't know why that slips on my mind. If you want to live sovereign of the government, you want to live and you're like, I'm my, I'm my own citizen. I don't do anything like that. If you want to do that, that's the only way out of it. Right. But you're still going to be you're still going to be bogarted by the government. They're going to still challenge you. And then you got to prove you're sovereign. But I won't tell you to not don't pursue sovereignty unless you want to be sovereign from everything. You got to be sovereign from everything. You can't just be like, no, this is mine. You got to be sovereign from everything. So it's going to be difficult. Okay, he said you need separate, not as option. You'll need guns. Yeah, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged heavily. 
They're going to be at your door and you're going to be like, I'm sovereign. They go kick in the door. All right. So, <laughs> but with this, with this idea of that, you own your children and you get to dictate and, and guide them into a legacy, you're going to be challenged at every front. Public school is just one example. Now you can do homeschooling, which is going to be challenged. There's available to you, but because you two are normies, it's going to be difficult for you to pursue homeschooling homeschooling, because both of you guys have been trained in public school. You guys both have your uh, industrial revolutionary based job. You both are plugged in. And then all of a sudden you're who's homeschooling your kid. Nobody. That's why nobody does it because two people are focusing on their career. You leave the, the kid to be growing up by himself or you put them in daycare centers, which I mean, you basically are just basically trashing the kid, throw, throw the kid in the trash. All right. The likelihood that kid comes up and be something is very little. All right. They're going to be in the daycare for seven, eight uh, years, nine years of their life. Forget about it. All right. Just go ahead and just give them over to the normies. Now, private school as well is an option for you, too. That's the only option around the public school works is to say, I'm going to put my kid in private school. OK, which has its complications, too. But you are getting a, you're getting a perceived advantage and putting them in a slightly better con condition than public school. Right, but 90% of our kids are educated in public school, which means people are plugged in. People are plugged in. With that being said, you have a relationship with the government. Many people are going to be exposed to this relationship with the government. And it's not going to be pretty. They get to dictate from there. If you, This is why I don't understand people when they take people to court. And mostly broke, poor people be taking people to court over this, deciding it in the court, letting judges decide. I think you guys are absolute morons. And I get caught in this. Why are you letting that person decide about your children? They know nothing. But here's the woman coming in there. He did this and he did that. And then now this person has the authority over your children, which you put the jurisdiction over. You put the jurisdiction over your children on that person. I think you're morons. It's dumb. Throw the kid away. <laughs> Throw it away. The kid got no chance. Because now you're under the opinion of this person who doesn't even know your kids. They know nothing about your kids. None. They barely even know their gender or their ages. And then you go in there, blah, 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 blah. And he this and he that. And then you get the custody schedule. And then the judge walks off and is playing golf. They going on vacation. And you fighting back over this piece of paper. It's goofy. It's goofy. But that's what normies do. And many times you might be a normie because I'm quite educated. And then on my side, I have a normie for a person who thinks that they're just going to keep embarrassing me and tar and feathering me in front of the court. They rarely ever get that done. But that's what they think is going to happen because that's desperation. Eventually, I'm going to embarrass him in front of the court. And that's essentially what women do when they drag you in the court. They're trying to embarrass you. And thus, the judge who has no knowledge of who your kids are or no interest in your kids personally get to decide to throw your kids away or give them a step program into juvenile delinquency. I mean, it's bizarre. I know this is weird stuff, but this is what we do now. How are you going to leave a legacy for these people? This is my question. This is primarily the a position that we put children in right now. How in the world do you live a legacy for this? Now, if you just want to have kids and you just want to roll the dice fine with me, keep living your dream. But I tell you, 
you better know who the other person is because they're going to drag you into the government interest of your kids in which they have no interest. You know what I mean? The only interest that they have is to make sure potentially they can put you into uh, maybe a future slave program, maybe a future imprisonment, maybe just some sort of control thumb. I don't know they could get a cut of the money from Title 4D. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not even here to say what the government interest is because I have no inside information over there. I just know it's not good. It's not good for my kids. It's not good for yours. At best, the only good thing that they might do is provide you with a free education. But if you look at the educational system today, it is quite insane as to what they are focusing on and what they're not. We want reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're fo focusing on rainbow identity, mental health, and they're also focusing on some sort of a, 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 a what do you call it? What do you call it? Race theory, critical race theory. Bizarre. Bizarre. That's not what I'm sending my kids to school there. I just want them to read. My job is to teach them racial perspective. My job is to teach them whatever we want to teach them regarding people's sexuality. My job is to influence them. If I own, if I own my kids, isn't that my job? That's my job to talk about um, you know, what acceptance is and whatnot. That's the pay wrench job. But for some reason, they're making it their job. Meanwhile, these kids can't read, write, and a mental health is gonzo. So I'm going, what are we doing? And anybody that argues for critical race theory or introduction of Black Lives Matter or some rainbow correlation into the educational program, you are just as much as a normie. It doesn't belong there. But because you're adherent to the free education system, you put your kids in there and they ain't teaching your kid to read. They don't have an interest to do that. They're there to promote propaganda. They're there to do what? Indoctrinate them into something that really you should be having the authority on, but you don't because you, you, you've abdicated that to the government and your normie thinking. But here, here, I'm telling you, passing on the legacy is almost mythical at this point for most people. For most people, <laughs> it's just it's just pseudoscience. It just sounds good. You want to take your kid out and put the kid up to the moon like Simba. It's going to feel good. You're going to be like, wow, this is mine. I created it. But you're going to have a lot of things in your way as that kid becomes a minor. And many of these things that are in your way is your co-parent. They're going to be against you the majority of the way. It is going to be said. Potentially, the government can get into this situation by volunteering yourself and giving jurisdiction of the government. Uh, I mean, jurisdiction of the children over to, to the government. People volunteer this on a daily basis in ignorance. But you do you, boo. You get your $300 a month in child support. You get your access to welfare programs in WIC and government housing. Go, do, do you, boo. But you're also putting that kid at a significant disadvantage. All right. You also have a lot of influence in terms of culture, in terms of other kids. Um, if you've ever seen the difference between a homeschool, a public school, and a private school classroom, they're completely different. Public school is essentially babysitting your kid, <laughs> they ain't giving you nothing. Most of the time, they're giving you a student ID number that's going to just translate into a prison ID number at best. All right, maybe you'll go to a state-funded school, Cal State Fullerton or something, and they'll say, oh, it's just as good as Harvard, okay? 
You know what I mean? And then you got um, other influences in terms of people, you know, the kids around your kids. If they're gangbanging, impregnating, smoking drugs, weed, smoking in the bathroom, you got kids that are underachieving. You got kids that are drugged up, sedated. They're promoting non-masculinity. They're promoting a lot of misandry. I mean, it's out of control. You think you have guidance over your child. You're handing them over to these people. You're handing them over to these people. And then you'll be lucky enough to see that kid every day of your damn of their childhood. You'd be lucky. You're lucky. So then you got to debrief them. How's it going, son? It's all right, dad. You think it's fine and it's not. Then you find out your kid has a bunch of issues. Okay. Many times people will volunteer their kids to have a bunch of issues. I don't know why people do it, but they do. My kid needs therapy. My kid needs help. They don't need a damn thing. They need two parents. My kid needs this. My kid needs ADHD. My kid needs drugs. My kid needs government. He needs half off lunch. He needs he needs a special ed. He needs the, they volunteering them for stuff. It's like, wow. Wow. I mean, like, like, like put your kid behind the eight ball much more, please. Put them, give them no chance if possible, if you will. But this is normie think. This is what people do. And you're up against this battle all the time, every day. And it gets difficult. The best way to avoid this is a two-parent household. That's the best way to avoid it. That's one of the best ways. And we can't even ensure that we can get that. Can you ensure that you're going to get that? If you're a black American, you can almost guarantee that you're not going to get it. It's almost a slam dunk. It's almost a layup. It's just as good as cold approaching the hot chick in the gym. No, I'm just joking. It's a guarantee that you're not going to get that. You're not even getting anything close to that. If you homeschool them in a two-parent household, you're probably going to have way more influence over the over the child. And the government will have way less. You're putting them that. At least for that, you'll have a significant disadvantage. For instance, I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. If you homeschool your kids, there's only so many things that you have to do to get them cleared to be in school. And I'm going to be and I'm going to walk around this conversation. But if you go to a public school, the public school is going to say this kid needs this, 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 this and this. Or they can't come here. Now, somebody's going to say, well, I'm not quitting my job to come here. And then she might say, honey, you got to quit your job. And he's going to say, I'm not quitting my job. Well, let's go ahead and shoot the kid up. You got no choice. But people won't even look at the other choice. Well, maybe maybe if we sacrificed and gave this kid a chance. Nope, that's not even a choice. Most people don't even know. They're not even aware of the choice. This is how much we believe we're educated, but we're not. If for the other person, let's just say you bring the choice up and the other person's a normie. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things that people don't realize that you're doing here. And look, this is nothing new. So this is nothing against the American government, I believe. And the Bible King Solomon had a, a situation where he didn't realize that he had had an equitable interest in his child. And thus he went about trying to give his pieces of his child away cutting the child in half to give that interest of the child to that person and he can keep another one so it's it's nothing new this is all basically hell caesar 
right? If your kids get involved in gangs and drugs and they're latchkey, they got no chance. They're going to have to turn it around significantly. You just got to have to just lean on and hope. Um, Somebody says, like Coach said, it has to be a two-parent household. It has to be a two-parent household. That is the only way to get close to ensuring success for your kid. Every other way is an opposition of success. You're going to be going to be an uphill battle here. If you can't guarantee it's two parent, now what? Now what? There's no legacy to pass on. I'm tr- trust me. You'll have nothing left. You'll be you'll be lucky to have that kid get something in the end. And then let's take it further. What exactly is the kid getting? The legacy to me is not money and life insurance, but that's part of it. The legacy is the influence that you have over your child. I got the whole King Solomon story wrong. Sorry. Sometimes I do, but let's move on. Don't get stuck there. Pat yourself on the back and let's keep it moving. Lukewarm Christians irate. Let's move on. But that being said, the legacy is about influencing your kid so that that kid has a long-term understanding of what they're getting into in this life. What are they getting into in this life? What are they, what are you preparing them for? What are you making them understand or at least getting to avoid the problems that are in the world? Like most kids are going to be interested in the problems, right? Oh, there's drug people. There's gangbangers. There's cool people. I want to be them. Can you give them an option better than that? Can you give them an option better than that so that they look at that as less than? See, that is what you're going to do because you can't you can't make the choice for the kid. The kid will choose for themselves. But if they know there's an option better than that, they will probably avoid stupid shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? They'll avoid it knowing that that's loser mentality but instead we praise pimps and game bangers so much it's a wonder why people want to be pickup artists pimps and game bangers it makes sense i can be famous and popular but if you have a two-parent household you're stable and you're like kid look at what i provide for you why would you choose that and he knows that that's loser life why would he do that you can only do that with a two-parent household that's uh, that's it most of the time, if he, the kid avoids it in another operation of household, he got lucky. You got lucky. Consider yourself lucky. He was just not that dude. He was just not that dude to actually pursue that. So I'm telling you, it's an uphill battle in this time. And you're seeing the evidence. I just want to show you one more time. I'm not telling you, and I'm not the cause of the decline in this. You people are. Do not blame me for this. Look, we're hitting record lows in making good children out here. We're hitting record lows. This is the evidence. I'm only responding to the evidence, and I'm responding to the situation. I'm not causing it. So I'm not causing a man to not choose this. You are. Society is. Media is. Government. Television. All of these movements. Everybody's selfish movement. Everybody wants what's best for their own little clique. Whether you're rainbow, whether you're masculine, whether you're feminine, effeminate, trans, 
all these black, white, everybody wants what's best for them and they don't want what's best for these damn kids. And you're causing the decline. I'm not. I'm not causing the decline in marriage. I'm not causing the rise in divorce. I'm not causing the decline in two-parent households. You are. And I'm only telling you why it's happening. So as a result, I can warn men because what is my job again? To teach what you know to those who do not know. That's my job. My job is just just to teach what I know to those who don't know. That's all my job is to wake you up so you don't become a statistic. I don't want you to become a statistic. You guys should be praising me. You two should be pushing me. But no, you guys blame me. And I got no, I got no reason to tell you to keep fouling up. For the people who like Hafiz, who keep telling you, well, just hope this changes. There's no hope. There's no hope. There ain't no hope that's changing. The, the decline is here, sir. The ship is sinking. We're gathering water. There is no hope. Okay, we need an intentional effort to make sure that men make a good decision about this. Gentlemen, and I'll end it with this. Having children is absolutely free. But if you're not prepared to pay for your children, do not have them. Children are expensive. And not only are they expensive, many men pay two and three times the worth of the children. If indeed their parent, their 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 baby mother or their wife takes the kid in front of the court and sells them out to Caesar himself, it will pay you will pay two and three times more the value of that kid based on that alone. Period. And I gave you the options. The options are you can surrogate your parent. No, I don't want to do that because I want to put the salami in the woman myself in the honor of love and cherishment. Okay. Or I can't afford, I can't afford it. If you can't afford surrogacy, you can't afford children. If you can't afford surrogacy, you can't afford children. So forget it. That means you're broke, sir. And you don't have, we don't need no more broke kids around here, do we? Maybe we do. <laughs> I gave you the options. If you're new here, I told you to go have a family overseas. If you have your kids close enough to the North, Amer North American continent, you'll probably continent. You'll probably see them way more than you see your kids in Cincinnati, Ohio, and your kids will live around the corner from you. You can adopt, if you will, but you basically just rolling the dice on the bad seed. All right. If that, you don't know where that seed came from. Could have came from Methany and Crackhead Chad. Who knows? But I ain't going to take that kid. But you can adopt. You can adopt. You can certainly adopt. There's many, many ways you can actually do this. You can get into a situation where you have a co-parenting agreement and then raise the kid without the emotional needs of the woman going emotional and going ballistic on you you can come to a co-parent agreement prior to the pregnancy and you can be all right but nope you're not going to do that you're going to wait till she says oops i'm pregnant and have no leverage no leverage you don't have to sign a damn document at that point because she has the likelihood of her keeping that kid away from you is high and she can cash in 100 percent You know what I mean? You can become a stepdaddy if you want. Roll the dice on that. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. Sometimes it works right. Sometimes it don't. But I want you to think about this. If you have kids, 
I want you to think about this. And for people who have lost custody of their kids and they lost them while the kid was young, I want you to ask yourself, are you comfortable with another man raising your kid? I want you to think about this. Are you comfortable having another man raise your kids? Because that's what you're signing up for when you have kids here in America. That's what you're signing up here. That's your legacy. There will be another man that sees your kid. Listen, the likelihood that another man sees your kids more than you is extremely high. It's high. Not only is high, it's common. If your kid, I'm sorry, if you're if your co-parent, if you're a co-parent and you break up and your co- your kid is five and six, five, six, seven, eight. So I just said it is what it is, coach. Yeah, some people are fine with it. Somebody says, not necessarily, but I see your viewpoint and I don't disagree. Right. I mean, there's going to be another man. If you break up with your, your co-parent and, and she finds another man, there could be likelihood that that kid sees that guy more than you. Somebody says, uh, I w- uh, not necessarily. That is true. <laughs> That's going to be true for a lot of men. There's a lot of men that are in that position. And guess what? You don't get to choose who that man is. You don't get to vet him. You don't get to interview him. You don't get to ask him questions. You don't get to say, hey, don't do this to my kid. You don't get to tell him how to parent. You don't have. You don't get to tell him anything. That's all out of your control. That's going to be your co-parent's decision. And it's eight times more likely that that kid will be sexually abused with that co-parent, with that new parent, with that man in your life. And this is true. You can look it up. It's eight times more likely that that kid will be abused in some sort of way than if that kid was with you. This is the stuff that you guys do. Eight times more likely that that kid will be abused in some way. This is what you guys are working with. Now, you guys better have a very, very strategic plan as to how you have children in this world. I want you to have children. I want you to feel this. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel how it feels to have a kid. I want everybody. to. I wish everybody could do it. There's people that can't have kids that wish to feel that. It's great, but it's not cheap. There's a lot of obstacles, and the obstacles are becoming greater and greater. And not only that, they're becoming more divisive and more divisive. So it's got it's got it's more complicated than you think. You got to have two cooperating people that are on one accord, equally yoked for the entirety of that child's life under all circumstances. If anyone gets selfish, it's over. There's no legacy. Now, if you don't have life insurance, there's no legacy. If you don't have anything to pass on in terms of land, there's no legacy. If you don't have your culture to pass on to that child, there's no legacy. If you didn't give that kid instructions on a daily basis, there is no legacy. There's not. What there is is going to be a child that's going to be raised in the ways of the secular world. And you will have zero control over it. Most likely, you'll have as less control as any of the people involved in raising your life, including the teachers, the stepdad, the mother, the parent themselves, and so forth and so on. And this is just statistically. This is just statistically. Yes, the exception is available. Look, look, the exception does exist. 
the exception does exist, but this exception proves the rule. I know there are people doing this well. I know this is not true, not kind of what? Well, yeah, I get it. But just 18% of American households are family with married parents, just 18. And when they put just in front of it, guess what? That means that's low. When they say U.S. married couples with households with children fall to a record low, the lowest since 1959, that means this is your odds right here. 17.18%, 17.8%. These are your odds, gentlemen, and I'm just here to teach what I know to those who do I do not know. All right, anyway, let's check the Super Chats. I hope you guys learned something there. And, um, yeah, uh, people that know that um, people that have been involved in the courts know that you're going to keep paying fees, and, and there's a lot of fees and taxes Related to having kids. There's also going to be tax benefits to having kids. If the person that is giving you a tax benefit to have kids, why are they giving you a tax benefit to have kids? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about why that is? I'm not making it a conspiracy, but it basically it shows you there's an equitable interest in your child. And they have an interest for you to keep creating. So they all give you a tax benefit. All right. That actually proves that there's an equitable interest. Right. Anyway. Be careful who you skied in a channel. <laughs> he says one of my childhood British Jamaican elders went sovereign about five years ago, but I haven't caught up with him to see how it's going. But there are a lot of benefits. Well, can you can't find them. But anyway, no, I'm just telling you, I don't know what happened there. Sovereignty is you better study it before you do it. Because there's a lot of things that you're going to have to jump through to be able to do that. And there's a lot of things that you're giving up. But there are some benefits, too. Yeah, but you got to be very knowledgeable of the law. Um, most people have zero knowledge about the law. Absolutely none. You learn when you get in trouble. Henry Brazilian says, my mom was a crack addict. No big deal. We, the sisters and I, raised ourselves. When she went to jail, I was 16. And I became a ward of the state until age 22. He says it was a good deal for me. The state helped with college. There you go. So it's not all bad when the state gets a hold of you. And also, I want to say it's not bad that the state has an equitable interest in your child. I, I mean, listen, you could say it's bad, but inherently there are some benefits that people get. So um, that there is protection. Like your child just can't get abused. You do have recourse. You know what I mean? Like the government will enact in your favor because of that abuse. You're just not on your own. King of Spade, and thus the, the parentage legacy will continue, Coach Gang. Think about it. Higher image status, my grandpa, my grandparents adopted me out of the community. I'm still building, but I wonder how I would have ended up just being a part of the cycle, and it gave me a chance. One of the things, the best things you can do is give your kids a chance. You can give them options. I don't care where you live, give them a chance. But I cringe when I hear people like, oh, I just had kid. Oh, I'm going to throw him in the daycare at six weeks. I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, why? Like, why? To me, to me, I'm like, dude, you, why? And then they're going to be in daycare until they in the ninth grade. And then there'll be a latchkey kid. And I'm like, you ain't giving your kid no chance in hell. Like, good Lord. But do you 
hey, I'm not here to criticize you. Do what the hell you want to do. I think it's goofy. <laughs> like, I think that's no, there's nothing more normie than that. That's straight normie. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Shout out to Thomas. Sorry for the long message. As a former top trainer in the gym, coach is not lying. I was clapping cheeks left and right. And he says, uh, the girl who worked at the front desk used to show me the entire staff, the messages, you goofballs. He says, would send her and we would have nicknames for you. Also, if you're a trainer or aspire to be a trainer, trainer, do not clap cheeks on your female clients. Absolutely. That's how I became the top trainer that year because two trainers before me got uh, before me got, they brought too much drama to the gym. Shout out to the coach gang. Do not clap cheeks or your female clients. Again, dating coaches, oh, go ahead. I don't know. Not all. Do not sleep with your female clients. Just use that as a rule. All right. I mean, listen, there's kind of going to be times where you just bypass it and you might not get in trouble. But if you sleep with your clients and you get a reputation for sleeping with your clients, it's going to be an L. It's going to be an L for you. It's going to hurt you long term. Yeah, some girls might say, I see you sleeping with some other girls and sleep with me, but you asking for it. All right. We got a brother here. I don't know what name to call you, but I'll call you Lloyd. All right. He says appreciation for Coach Adams as we wrap it up here. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Thank you, man. Newski doubles up. Or your neighbors. I know you guys got to have some salami discipline. Some people are just off limits, right? Or you're going to find yourself digging yourself out of a hole. Newski says, I have a baby on the way now with my girlfriend, and she makes jokes about child support. Well, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, sir. I always tell you, if, you, if a woman brings up divorce or child support, that means she knows that, that she could use that against you. It's a wrap. I tell you, do not. If you're in a marriage, this is marital advice. If you or the spouse brings up divorce, just set the clock. Just, just put the damn clock and set it and let the timer run. If they bring up child support and what they could do in child support and they could get custody, set the clock. <laughs> She's not joking. She knows that's like basically me brandishing a firearm to prevent my safe, you know, just to keep my safety. All right, look, look. I got the jammy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. But anyway, he asked to that. He says right here, and I'm stern to tell her don't play like that. It's not funny. Men, pick your baby mother's, mothers correctly. Yes, he says pick them correct. But even if you think she is a good pick, she can change at any moment. I'm willing to make it work. I tried to let her let me pay all the bills and just chill and work part-time, but she's career-oriented and not domesticated. I think I'm doomed. Yeah, let me just go ahead and... Man. Guys, that is a recipe for disaster. I mean, listen, we've all made bad decisions in our life, but you're going to learn. He says her family, her, her family, and my blue pill parents, or my blue pill dad pushed marriage on me, but every time I tell them the Bible doesn't say anything about state-sponsored marriage, they never say anything. I'm standing firm on no marriage, but we'll always be here for my kid. Hopefully, you'll be there as much as you can, can uh, do on your own. Most men, 
even if they want to be there more with, for their child, they can't legally. People won't tell you this. Legally, they cannot be there in addition um, and get additional time with their child legally. And if you have a co-parent that is going to keep them say, nope, this is my time. You're screwed, gentlemen. Go ahead. Them kids just 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 flip a just flip a coin on how they turn out. Good luck. It's going to be tough ski. This is what you guys sign up for. Um, Craig says, I wonder the percentage of blacks that are in that 18% low. It's a low percentage. Okay, two-parent households that are black and married, low. I wonder what it is, too, but I guarantee you it's low. I'm wondering if the article states it, but I'll finish up with Venmo. Um, Just so you can see the chart here as evidence, I know people want to see. I always bring evidence to this thing. This is the way I protect myself. Look, 1970, 40%. This is what you're working against, bro. <laughs> like, look, this is how weird things have gone. And people will say we have a progressive society. Take a look at this chart. It was 40% in 1970. This, but now it's 17.8%. And y'all do not blame me for this decline. Do not blame me. And I want somebody to be like, well, there's positives to this. Oh, my God. All right, I got I got everybody on Venmo. And people steadily trying to blame me. Oh, it was you and you. You just not holding our hope. We can change it and we can pray to the Lord and forget it. Forget it, bro. I, I ain't praying to nothing. I ain't hoping a damn thing. All right, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm like this. Oh, the humanity. It's dropping, dropping. It's dropping. Where are we going to be? Where are we going to be in 10 years? This is why they came up also and said 52% of American women will be single and childless by 2030. 70, 52% of American women will be seen. This is what they're predicting. So this number is going to be probably 12% by 2030, 12, right? Probably high, lower than that, 10. What do you think the number will be? Close to 10% by 2030, and that's only in seven years? Oh, boy. Hey, it ain't going to be my oh, fault. Do not blame me, y'all. It is all Jermaine's fault. Y'all want to blame me? It ain't me, man. It ain't me. Y'all did this. Oh, anyway, man, look, we ready for the weekend. Yes, it's the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Yes, it is. Shout out to y'all, man. Thank you for joining me this entire week. The trend is your friend. We on this rocket ship. Do your best. Do your due diligence. Protect yourself. Do not put your hope and faith in the other men. Put your hope and faith in yourself. Do whatever you need to do to protect yourself. If you want to do prenuptial agreements, do so. Prenuptial agreements, I will tell you, and Lolita Turner will tell you, does not protect you against children. You cannot put anything about children in your prenup. And that might be an exaggeration, but you cannot put anything related to um, child support in your prenup. The child support is the child's money. Meaning you cannot say in the, the prenup what the child support will be because the child is... And uh, according to Caesar, 
according to the government, is entitled to the money and who you're paying is the child child support. You're not paying the mother child support, although there's an oxymoron because they're going to say, well, the child needs shelter and the mother's going to be like, well, I pay my rent and this and this and this. Well, that's not what the child would do with the money. Why would not we give it to the child? Why would not we sock it away and save it with the child? So anyway, it's all a corrupt system. It's all fraudulent. And you participate in it by volunteering and you volunteer by ignorance. With that being said, protect yourself. Protect yourself against this system. And hit the like button on the way out. Shout out to the coach gang. Subscribe if you're new. And we out of here. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older. Um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.